today's episode of the Live, Cure, Die podcast, brought to you by Tactical Distributors. Unpossible 15 gets you 15% off all this great stuff. A reversible coat, sweet-ass t-shirt, and they just sent me these summer shorts. Oh, my God. Can we get this out of here? We can. So, these shorts, they're breathable. The boys, they're cool as hell. They're short. They're not too short. They're not too long. They're not Daisy Dukes. They're not Dirty Dukes. They're just right. So, Unpossible 15 gets you 15% off. Flip-flops, bags, shirts, pants, everything you need. They got those panties. What are those? Uh, the, the, the tactical brief things? They're so comfortable, and your junk comes right out when you need to take a pee. Holla. You guys took underwear to Africa? (laughs) (laughs) A bunch of weirdos. Like I said, it was our first time. Next time, things will be different. Did you have any issue with the QD attachments? Honestly, I didn't. So I've had issues with QD attachments before, and uh, I've since Africa converted to a um, paracord-type sling system for attachment because, one, it's lightweight, and two, uh, Kevin does it, so it's got to be awesome. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because for the last however long year, I've just been using the paracord. And yeah. when I just picked that sling up, I was like, holy fuck, those are heavy. Yeah, it, it really does yeah. add weight. and um, Rattly. I really, I, you know, I didn't notice that it was too rattly. The, and they'll come loose. The, just, yeah, that's um, it. You would drop your rifle right off your back. I didn't, but spot. I didn't. Terrible. So I've done it with, can. with other yeah. slings before yeah. with the QD. I've, I've popped my rifle off. Mm-hmm. That one... It was really good for what it was. Um, All right. But I, I thought of Kevin when I got it. I told the guy I was going to Africa, and he's like, yo, I'll get this to you overnight. And he overnighted it to me. So. Well, that's so awesome. Yeah. Well, I treasure it. I appreciate you giving it Absolutely. to me, and I'll probably take it back. But I probably will take those cuties off, put a little paracord on it for me. Yeah. Um, so unanimous. Sling. Put a sling. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And be used to your sling. Um, I like simple with everything. Make, also, make sure too, your sling's not rusty. It's not. It's not just what your your sling is a little rusty. <laughs> you broke your sling in Africa. I mean, leather granted, doesn't rust. Oh, <laughs> well, the the brass. It was the what, was, what broke on the sling. We'll, we'll get to my gun later, but it was it was an old sling and well worn, and yeah, it did it did break, and I had to make a field expedient knot in my sling for the rest of the trip, but it still functioned. But Boy's not not only, fire. it's not just to carry it around too, like I used it multiple times to wrap up to make a steady no, offhand shot or something like that. Like, yeah, especially practice. Sure yeah. If, yeah. if you're going to go to Africa, don't just sit there at the bench and shoot the rifle. Do you, that to make sure your rifle's yeah, zero. Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, uh, I need sure. Q to but, look into the Ching sling uh, and the capabilities uh, of the me, Ching sir? sling. Do you know this? Watch your language. Do you know this? No, I don't know. It's <laughs> a family podcast. No, no, no. It's a it's a design for shooting where you slip your you, like the the sling splits up at the top, so you can thread your arm through it and back your elbow into a hoop in the sling, and it really steadies for an yeah. offhand so shot. Like I've, I've never seen that with the like. I mean the. 
it's like a hasty in World sling. War II, you could do that. Yeah. It's like a hasty sling, like, but it's made out of nylon, right? That's what you're talking about with the loop in the, on the back end, so you can get it under your elbow. Yep. And then you you pinch back and then you pull it tight. Yep. So like if you're in an area like where you're stalk hunting a lot, right, right, right. Uh, if you're just using your sling to carry your rifle, and then you're yeah, shooting I mean, every you, time. you don't think about it, but if you go, I don't know. I'm sure. Did we all make off hand shots? Yes. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Some of us missed yeah. the animals. E- even off the sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, even off, tripod's even off the, the sticks, deal. too. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. still yeah, would have a tripod or yeah. shooting if stick. If you had to push out past you know, 253 off a tripod standing or sitting, that sling comes in big time. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, you're right. pressure directly even, going without it sliding around. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're gonna if you go to Africa, you are going to have to shoot off of yeah. shooting sticks. Dreaded sticks. Sticks. Yeah, or yeah. offhand. Bipod, rock, tree. I mean, because to me, you guys know I'm all about like having that gun in my lap, folded stock, be quick, because, you know... And it worked Sometimes out for Sometimes the only time, you know, I'm the only one that shot a bush buck and a jackal. I'm wow. just saying. Yeah, you drive by. You did a few drive-bys. Here's what I will say, though. Like, I think it's getting a good idea of how you want to hunt. So, like, when Danny and I were talking about this trip, it's like, we want to hunt hard. Like, we want to, like, hike mountains and run around. We didn't really think, I didn't really think about, like, the shooting style. So I was thinking everything's going to be off a tripod. So I was, I was spending I mean, like you 20. you can do that. But uh, right. But that, if you want to really. It's going to take you a lot longer. You might not get the animals you want. Right. And, and if you don't want to hunt next to a truck, right, that's going to be part of the experience too, right? If you're not right next to the truck, you're going to have to do some offhand shots. You're going to have to get creative, yep. shoot off a tree maybe. Mm-hmm. And, and so getting an idea of how you want to hunt is really important in how you prepare for the hunt. Well, I think just being prepared for everything, shooting extreme angle, shooting yeah. Yeah. like every uncomfortable position and you can imagine long range too. easy day there well it's different Griffin because it's not like yeah. we talked about like the you know the africa hunt the safari hunt you're hunting six different animals in different terrain different elevations yeah. you're getting because we were in on the jungle hunt, then we were kind of in on a one hunt you're getting a ton of shot scenarios uh on yeah. one hunt I'm so like kevin is 23 different species you know yeah but for the most most of us were six seven were you the only one with a fix my mom raised a killer um, <laughs> well, no, he wasn't. He no, wasn't there were. You guys both had fixes with you. Mm-hmm. He yeah. also brought his dad's gun. Yep. Hey, yeah. we're, we're going to get to. Okay, well, spoiler just, alert. Geez. I'm in charge. I didn't come to do your podcast. <laughs> you need a gavel. My podcast is really lame. It's just me. Oh, you actually do one. <laughs> I, I, I do one, but it, that's not what I was referring to. Oh, boy. When I talk to myself and record myself. Please send us all the link for this. <laughs> yep. yeah. All right. But. But yeah, so so there were several, but um, I was the only one with a 16-inch barrel. They had longer barrels, so I could fold the stock and have it in my lap in the front seat. And so when it was like, shoot the fucking fellow down, I could be like, bam, shoot the the fucking fellow down. Is that it right there? Uh, Yeah, so I had this in in 6.5, so this exact setup, except I had a little offset red dot on it. And then I had the 308 with a 16-inch barrel. Yeah. And I I shot the 401 to 6, right? One to eight. One to eight, yeah. Z8. Z8I, sir. Yeah. And I hunted with the fix a lot on that trip. Yeah. Swapping it, it, between it, the 6.5 and the, the 308. Because yeah. you and I hunted together the whole time. Yeah, and you, and you know, too, is, is like Mike's gun is fucking incredible. This Griffin Howe gun, 300 Win Mag, so that's yeah. a great cartridge. But the thing is, you're riding around the Land Cruiser, and on days where it's 95 degrees, you don't want to be sitting in the back. So it's a, a dual cab sitting in the back or in the um, Hilux, which is even a little smaller. Yeah. And you got a fixed stock and a 20-inch barrel, and you're just not going to make a quick shot if you got that in the vehicle. I mean, yeah, no, you're hard. not getting out real fast and making that mm-hmm. shot. No. Yeah, yeah, was it so. Was it like I saw you post, I want to say like day one, you shot some of that, and I was like, "That is a gorgeous rifle." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we were out. We were out in the battle on that one. Um, 
And that tracker is crazy. He spotted that animal at 1,300 yards with his eyes. They're Fine. unbelievable. Isn't unbelievable. it amazing? Ridiculous. No glasses. It's amazing. No. They, uh, yeah, they don't even really know how to use yeah. binos most of the time. Right. But yeah, you're right. It's like 1,000 yards. They just sit there. But, you know, they're born there, grew right. up there. That's what they've always done and since they're like 12 years old. And they're just looking out. And yeah, you're right. 1,000 yards, they'll see something like, what? even with the binos. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I can't see what you're talking yeah, about. Sometimes they're casual about it. He's like, yeah, he's right there. That's the best sound right on, where? On, the, on the roof of the truck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you hear that, and you're, you're like, you know, everybody's like, That's right. what'd you see? You know, so, so guys, so the, the tracker normally ride in the back on a high seat, and then he's got vision. You know, he's got, like, oversight. He can, he can see more. You're in the truck, and, uh, and I've been different ways. Like, I've been on uh, safaris where they have you – um, you're in the back of the truck too, you know, in case you got to make a quick shot or something. Um, but so when he's back there, if he spots something you can't see from the cab, yeah, knocking on. Oh, you know, there's something. Your heart, your heart already. <laughs> they're they're not knocking on anything for something no. small. It yeah. is like if they knock they know on the roof for. of the truck, it's something you should shoot. Mm-hmm. So that is, you're right. That's like the exciting time where the yep. adrenaline just instantly kicks in. Especially if you've been cruising around for an hour and you haven't heard, you know, and you're just it's hot and and, and you, you hear, you're like. Yeah. Did he mean to do that, or did he just fall asleep? It's well, either, I will tell you, it's either two things. It's either there's an animal out there, or it's because I've stuck my hand out the window, and I'm going, I need a beer. Like, give me a beer out of the back. Beer me a beer. That was great. Well, you know, our trip, too, I thought it was interesting, because, you know, I'd been before, and you can go to places, and, and I, I believe uh, in South Africa or, or Southern Africa, we'll say, so some of the different countries where it is just target-rich. And it's an environment where you can see a mile and there's animals everywhere. Um, and then there are places like where we went in the mountains, kind of in the jungle. Um, so when you guys came over and you guys hadn't been before, that's where we went first. And you don't see as many animals until you're cruising around. It is, it is more difficult hunting. Oh, yeah. You, right. have, you see less animals because it was very thick and, you know, like a jungle, let's mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. And... Um, in the mountains, you just don't have great visibility, and so a lot, a lot of rain, a lot of growth. Yeah, yeah. And, and encounters would be quick, and so it was more difficult hunting. So I was so glad that for for you guys, when we all went, we started there for a few days, hundred percent, and then we go to the Eastern Cape, where on that property, where they have like four hundred fifty thousand acres there, four hundred eighty thousand acres. Yeah, and, and so huge mountains, open areas, and there were some thicker areas, yep. so all kinds of hunting there, but mm-hmm. every day we would see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of animals. Sometimes, you know, you know a mile and a half off. You know. Yeah, there. yeah, so it wasn't all, like, if you wanted to shoot, I mean, there's some animals in the damn blessed bucks run everything off, but I mean, there's some animals that they stay out in the plains, and unless you do a spot and stalk and you go up some mountains and stuff like that, you're not going to get five, you get 500 yards from them, and they run 500 yards yep. Yep. In, in a herd. And then you, you, you try to get yep. up on them. And they're just watching you the whole time because there might be 50 of them in a herd. So if you can't shoot far, then you're going to be climbing some mountains and sneaking up and doing 100%. some stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah you, you'd, be, you'd be lost without the, the tracker's eyes and your pH's oh. eyes because coming from especially southeast Florida, you know, just southeast United States hunting for Home of the giant whitetail in yeah, Florida, Exactly. Right? Huge <laughs> ones. They're Monsters. big. So, they're bigger than dogs. You know, we're not even used to, like, <laughs> we typically don't even use binos when we're hunting because it's, it's thick. You're going to see you know, 100 thick, yards. Thick woods, maybe. 100 yards. Like, you're going to see them with your naked eye. You throw up the scope and use that, you know. So glassing for us, it really wasn't a thing to begin with. And then That's when true. you get out there and you're, they're telling you to look for an animal that, A, you've never seen before. 
you might have just learned its name the day before, and then you're like, yeah, that sounds like something cool to hunt. <laughs> so you don't even know how big it is. You and don't know how big species, it's going to look at 500 yards. The at female yards. and the males both have horns and that look too. alike. Yeah. So then you yeah. got to look for balls. It's yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah, this is impossible. So not not even knowing what you're looking for, and then trying to find that on a mountainside a thousand yards away, it's near impossible. And then once you start realizing what you're looking for, then you start picking it apart. And then like I remember at one point we were glassing, and just in one frame I just stayed still, and there was like eight different species of animals in in one frame at a thousand yards. You know, we got like you know, we got giraffe, zebra, lechway, blessed buck, you know, all this stuff like in one frame when you just sit there still and pick apart under each bush. They're everywhere. It's just yeah. seeing them well, is yeah. the hard part. And to that point, like having good optics makes a hundred percent of the difference. Because like you'll try some optics that are like you think they're good when you're at the store and you got the bright lights shining in. But um, yep. Jason recommended these like Leicas for us, and we both got a pair. And um, oh, binos. That's what you guys yes. have. Yeah. The binos over there. And, yeah. And, and so these are some of the questions I want to ask too. Cheers, but Jason. yeah, cheers. yeah. Cheers, buggers. Well, so our pH was running. <laughs> Um, another brand. I don't want to say the brand, but he was wearing another brand, and they were okay, right? Like you, see you can say the other brand. Huh? They're, what they're the great f- until I mean, you they're know. They're Vortex, right? Yeah. So, like, they're okay. Yeah. But Shout then he Vortex. threw up the Leicas, and he's like, he's like, oh, man, there's, there's a Kudu at, you know, a like thousand yards. Like, there's... We didn't see any bush buck, but, I mean, that's what I want to see. Um, but, I mean, it just it makes such a difference on the experience you have, and because you're glassing for so long... Like Dude. it makes a difference on your eyes. Like your yeah. eyes are you not can beat forget. Up. Ju- you could you could forget or just lose just about anything on that hunt and still be okay borrowing stuff. You lose uh, your good pair of binoculars. Hunt that is a it. hunt where you need good binos. Yep. Yeah, that's that's kind of the most important thing in the optics. Oh, yep. and, and that reminds me of something. If you want to go and you don't want to deal with taking guns, and I, probably most outfitters, but crusader definitely has guns you can use yeah so for me you know i would not do it probably if i didn't you know have a gun company and want to take our yeah. stuff um but you don't even have to go through that hassle you can just go and, and use they have their good guns, guns. they yeah, got like good guns, guns. Uh, cool guns Texas, and texas stuff. hill country yeah. custom yeah they, yeah. yeah they had good stuff good optics mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I think it was the, also the binos are yeah. super important your rifle scope super important in your boots um, yeah, boots. You know, and the, your bullet selection. The Leicas yeah. that you guys yeah, got, those Trinavid 10x42s, 999 bucks. It's like the best really? the best deal in bino- uh, binoculars. Super clear. Yeah. Yep, super clear. You guys each got a pair. I yep. took a pair of uh, Leica Noctavids. The first time I've, I've really spent a ton of time in those. And they were incredible. Um, yeah. But and their light transmission was really good. You know, yeah. that, that was where I, I really wanted to see the comparison difference. Yeah, don't be a cheap ass on it, too. I mean, think no, you'll, you'll, good keep, binos. you'll keep yeah. binoculars for 20 years. Yeah, right? like, yeah. What's yeah. it matter? The binos are more important than your rifle scope. I, that is a point I 100% agree yeah. with. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You're spending you need a lot to of be time able, on Before the you can even think about executing the shot, you need to identify your game properly. Make sure it's the right animal. Um, and and really get set up with your binos first before you transition to the rifle. Binos are more more important than the rifle. So I hundred percent, and I didn't believe that before, but I a hundred percent believe it now. A yeah. rangefinder, quality rangefinder too. Yeah, too. Like, yeah. And, and if yeah. you can combine the two, if you yeah, can fork out the money, binos, yeah. Because halfway through the hunt, Murph hooked me up. He he took my Leicas and he handed me a Suaro yeah, laser rangefinder binos. Ranges, yeah. And those were a game changer. My my pH every five minutes is like, oh, can I can I can I borrow those? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. because it, it it's a game changer being able to identify. And lays a target for range immediately and know if that's a, you know, can I make that shot yeah. or no? Right now. Well, Jason was telling me about the new Leicas and that their range finder, they kind of upgraded the processor so it was super fast. Super fast. 3200.com. So you put your ballistic data in there, and not only are you, you have a one stop shop for your 
your shooting scenario and your correction and everything else. Um, yeah, so angle, which fast. is important. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. going to calculate yeah. everything for you and awesome. tell you your correction in the glass. And so everything, like anytime, like you, one of you guys said earlier, when you're trying to get set up on your tripod or you're screwing around with something, you don't like every yeah. second that you're taking screwing around with something before getting on the trigger can cost you that animal. Because you, you remember we'd yep. been hunting that, like uh, there was the one copper spring buck we were seeing. Yep. And we had been hunting that for days and finally locate them and we get up there and it's so weird because you get focused on something you don't realize the angle that you're shooting yep. you're like oh that's not that big a deal and i remember that animal i shot and and it was in a very awkward shooting position but i felt great when i squeezed the trigger and he and so our ph like you shot just over him and i was like oh. same hold i was yep. right on him same placement and he's like, uh. and so I like listened to him and I held like six inches low or whatever it was or just yep. under him and, and drilled him. Smoked him. And, and like I just didn't realize. And so I hadn't programmed all the hangle stuff, which was a mistake. And I won't do that again. Yeah. But yeah, I ended up, Red did a good job. And he's using Zeiss and he has like a separate range finder. So I actually tipped him those uh, Swaros with the range finder. Yeah. So well, hopefully it's a game changer. I, 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 I like the Swaros. The glass is good on the Swaros. Oh, they're Very great. good. Yeah. But that EL range that you have does not give you your correction. It will not calculate anything. It will tell you like great glass for identifying the target. Um, you know, the range finder for giving you your range. Ranger, it's uh, not even that slow. That's not, it's not, it's oh, not it's decent speed. Yeah, it's decent speed. Yeah. But the, the difference is, is like, so with those binos, you're going, you, you're identifying, you're getting your range. And then from there, you go to your dope card or your Kestrel or whatever it is yes. to get your solution, your ballistic solution. Right. But if you have the 3200.coms, you identify game, range it, get your correction in the glass. So you are going strictly from identifying, hitting the button, and then you're going straight to your correction on your rifle scope. Yep. And that makes a huge difference. That cuts down a lot of time. No. Um, it, it, to me, it shaves off enough time to give you an edge, like the edge well, you actually one less, Take that extra breath and yep. get steady. One less thing to mess up, too, you know, in high yeah. stress. It's so yep. easy to... to Anything that can give you an edge on the, in the speed and the accuracy of what you're yeah, doing... you take it. You take it. Uh, Did you run into time. an issue at one point, which was like an unforeseen issue? I thought I overheard it. I'm not sure. When your dope that you had dialed in was meters, and Rad... Normally, over there in Africa, that's what they deal with is meters. Yards. But when Americans come over, yeah. they automatically say, all right, they're in yards. Yeah, he and just so left me a voicemail in yards, and chastising me about it like yesterday to make what sure American? I what, what, what are you measuring meters for? Yeah, and it, does, it doesn't matter that much <laughs> like unless you're you. using a 16-inch gun and you're shooting like 550. Right. Then, you know, and you're shooting an animal that weighs 70 pounds. Can make a difference. Yeah, was five fifty yeah. the farthest shot that we shot when we were in Africa? No, no, no. I was no. gonna say what Mike, was the average Mike, 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 what'd oh, you get? I want to get. I want to get to yeah. that. Mike, yeah. um, I took maybe an eleven or twelve hundred yard shot. <laughs> it was like thirteen, yeah. thirteen hundred yards. Yeah. Yeah. Book went out. But there. did you hit it? Um, the line was good, <laughs> according to Mike. My line was good. I'm yeah. motivating my clients. All right, I yeah. got to get. I like his fault. Let me tell you something. You need a mic with you. I didn't tell him to dial an extra. That is 100% the truth. Everybody should hunt with Mike Mm. because not only will he keep you calm when you're in the shit. You keep that crazy. But he'll be like, he's like, like, I know exactly where your bullet went. Here's the correction you got to make. And it makes it. And he's just a glass half full guy. Yeah, 100%. Were you yeah. hunting by yourself? You missed, but man, like, it was I know close. They were no, together, so I had Gabe with me. Oh, okay. So I'm missing him special right now. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Miss, I wish Gabe was here. His other half Michigan. is not yeah. here. Yeah. Shout out. Um, 
this was pretty cool. I think it was when you shot your water buck. We were on top of the mountain. Yeah, me, you, and Mike. Yeah, and so we're sitting there, and we had to hike down. And then, no, that's when, wait, who? what were we doing when you shot the zebra? You were up on top of the mountain. You witnessed it from a different angle. Yeah, pretty so badass. that was the story I wanted yeah. to tell. Yeah. So, so we're, were you and I together then or no? No, I was with Mike oh. when he shot the zebra. So I don't know who I was with. It's some incredible shit. I was on top of the mountain, and we, we see y'all's truck kind of coming around up through the valley. And we're like, huh. And then we can see. So there's a cluster of trees. There's the road and all that. So we can see everything that's back in here. And we see them stop. We're like, wonder what they're doing. You start looking like, oh, there's zebra there. It's like, that's a poke. And uh, we're looking at it, and you see Mike start getting set up. So that was 7-something. Yeah, so it stepped out originally at 680. Yep. And then it's like, hey, take him, turn broadside, sent one. It, like, high-lunged him on the first side, broadside. Yep. So it exited over the second lung, over the far side lung. But he sat down immediately and rolled down. He, like, he did, like, yeah. 40 yards. So we're yeah. all like, yep, yeah, so dead we're, animal. So <laughs> yeah. you guys are He's here dead. looking at it that well way. Right. And, and he was hit obstru- good, too. Obstruction. Yeah. But we're on top. I'm on top of the mountain, and we're watching with binoculars. So when the animal disappears, we can still see everything. Right. Yeah, and he rolled, and then he gets up and, like, takes on a dead sprint. And we're like, so that's not oh, right. So you guys couldn't see. So he disappears. And what happened was he just ran around some tree in the field and died, like, right no, now. Yeah, well, I no. put a second one in him. No, put a second one in him at seven. Yeah, and he's ranging for me. And that's the hard part. So you have to have good dope. You need, you need to practice because of what happens. 100%. They'll gain distance. You think it's 10 yards. Yeah, you think they're he going gained this way. gained almost you know, 50, 75 yards in this. So I told him, hey, lays that empty spot where he's going to. Lays it. He goes, hey, 730. Had my dope on. Sent one. Double-lunged him. It actually stopped in the second lung, which was nice. And then, then we lost him. We couldn't find him. Yeah, so, so you guys were maybe thought We didn't really still, lose him. Lose well, him. we knew. He didn't run outside the other bush. So we Someone figured, knew well, where he was. And he's the, dead I, there. I don't think alive. radios were working where we they were. No. no. And so we saw him just run around and die. Right? He, ran yeah. out, he ran out of our sight. Yeah, and but we didn't cool. lose him. We we knew yeah. where where Mike anchored. I say anchored him. He anchored him the first time we thought. Like I mean, zebra went down hard, you know, rolled side over side, and then when he got back up, I saw him where he hit him the second time. I I could hear both hits. I saw both hits. Knew he was hit good. We, we just we, lost, we lost sight of him, we but were. we we never had to go looking for well, he him. He dropped when behind we the bush, yeah, and the other two ran him. out, and then he never ran up behind him. So we're just like, maybe he's dead behind him, maybe we he's fa- not. We found a solid blood trail. <laughs> I mean, we right hear the radio finally chirp in. Yeah, no, guys, he's legs up. He's he's not moving. Yeah, <laughs> and then we found the blood trail and walked straight to him. Yeah. I mean, we didn't yeah. lose him. He was he yeah, was, was smoked. That it was pretty cool to see from like I mean, two really good shots. What was the average? What was the average engagement distance that you guys were all? Uh, there's really no hard to say. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, between Kevin and I and our vehicle, I'd say average was 300, 350 yards. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, I shot a couple things. Well, I shot the bush bucket like 20 meters. Yeah, you said that. But then the Gims buck might have been my farthest shot, and that was maybe 450 or so. Yeah, I'd, I'd shot that blessed buck with the uh, the Winchester Seven, Alt something. 6. That was a great and, shot. Uh, no, it wasn't that far. Was it not? It was 468. No. Four, yeah, around 470 yards. Yeah, it was, it was um, but I'm trying to remember your farthest shot, uh, Kevin. It wasn't like none of you and I did not have anything that got up over six six fifty. I don't think. No, and two, I didn't. I didn't train up enough to go, so I wasn't. You know, that's kind of where I'd gotten you know dope on steel and everything, and felt comfortable. And yeah, that was the other part of my question. It was like you. When they said, oh, 680, you were just ready to poke out? Or? Yeah, I was comfortable with it. And, yeah. the, and the thing is, it was my last animal and not, and the zebra was a change-up. You know, it wasn't the original list when we put the list together. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. a good another shot at Safari, you know, Crusader Safaris, they were very amenable. He's like, hey, you want to take a zebra? We'll trade you out. Very flexible. This for that. And then yeah. I didn't pay any extra, which is great for me in my yeah. position. So 
Uh, no, I, I was I was pretty comfortable, but all the other hunts I had, I mean, I hunted at pretty practical distances. You know, the goal wasn't to shoot far. Right. It was right. to hunt hard. You know? Mike yeah, and I yeah. talked about that, actually, because Mike teaches long-range shooting. That's like, that's what he does for a living, teach people how to shoot long-range. And, um, you know, everybody knew that that's what Mike does for a living. So, like, in and the... And he f- brought a 300 wind mag. Yeah, and he so brought a 300 wind mag. And, and Motherfuckers going yard. Well, yeah, he's good yeah. to go. Like, he's... <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, like... Yeah, can shoot. No pressure, but... Yeah, but, like, they, like, they were, they were kind of like... They'd see something at, like... They'd see something at, like, 1,500 yards and be like, shoot kill it, it Murph. Yeah, but, like, oh, that's well within your range. He's and like, Mike's like, look, like, like, can, like, can I do this? I'm to shoot it, but could you get right here? How's this position right here? I was like, ah, I'm not doing that one. No, but Mike was, like, super... We were talking about it. He's like... Yeah, I mean, they know what I do for a living, so they want to see me shoot some long stuff. I want to be successful, and so I'm putting the brakes on that stuff. We're going to get into, like, serious kill range, um, 100% kill range, and that's what he did. He just yeah. Like, my kudu uh, stepped yeah, out. We found him at 1,700 yards, and he walked in about, like, 8, and we're like, the question was, like, can you take him? I was like, I probably could, but it's not even a, it's not even a high percentage shot at that point either. That's the other problem. Yep. He could take a step. Things can change last minute. Yeah, I mean, so we waited for. Mode. I was on glass for an hour. Second to get there. I yeah. was on that rifle for an hour. He walked into four hundred. Like, can we take him? I was like, sure. I waited. He was at three eighty. Then we took the shot. Yep. Yeah, yeah, eight hundred. He t- you break the trigger. He takes a step. You yeah. shoot him far back. Like you could chase yeah. him for two miles. Yeah. There, there are times uh-huh. when like it makes sense to take that shot. Yeah, and. It's it's an equation, right? Like, is the sun going down? Does this animal seem super docile? Is he grazing as the sun's going down? Have I watched him stay in a fixed position for the last five minutes? Like, there's there's an equation for that long range shot. Yeah. There's also where you go. Could I do this? Yes. Does it feel like I can get much closer? Yes. Let's do that. Right. Like, yeah. if you if you feel like you can get closer, freaking get closer. knowing your it, limits. It's getting yeah. That's yeah. a big deal, yeah. 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 So it's getting prepared and, and doing that equation in your head and understanding, am I giving myself the best possibility? Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. And is that, is, am I giving myself the best possible uh, chance for success? But it's also like, am I being fair to the animal? Yep. Yeah. Like, right. you know, I want to kill this thing as quickly and as efficiently as possible. Does it make sense to do this right here? Maybe. It, can I get closer and increase my percentage of a very quick kill? If the answer is yes, then you do it. Like, yeah. you always yeah, I mean, do if, that. Well, yeah, if you only also, practice at 100 yards, then I wouldn't stretch out much more past 200, If you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, know, you need to like, practice at long distances. You don't practice in the field. Will, it will well, I, I don't want to get hung up probability. on the, I mean, yeah. even the moral issue. Let's say somebody doesn't even have a problem with that. It's like, well, do you want to spend the, you know, the next two days crawling through... <laughs> And if stuff you, to look for him, and, or do you yeah. want to keep hunting? And if you're following a blood trail, that animal is definitely wounded. And if you don't find it, that's a kill. I, I tell guys that, that come and see me. Kill and you're not know, coming home with anything. Well, so I tell you guys that come and see me all the time so. is shoot double the distance that you're willing to actually take an animal at. So yeah, yeah. Whatever that distance is, cut that distance in half. That's where you should shoot an animal at. Yeah, I agree. That's with your that. comfort oh, zone. It's just probably a good, great rule of thumb. Good comfort yeah, I agree. Zone. I agree with because that. So you're you going to be deadly at half steel. the distance. Yeah, if you can get a good All 500 right. yard range, shoot some at 250. That's like a chip shot now. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. stretch yeah, the six. Yeah, because you do want to be confident yeah. because at the range shooting targets, that's one thing. But yep. yep. And people react differently. But when you get out there and you start seeing the animals and you have to like you know kill something, people respond differently. You can go ahead and open your present. It's That's actually a present for everybody. It's but a I know present wrapped in one of my dish towels. It is in one of your dish towels <laughs> because, yeah. I, All right. I'm that pretty looks stoked. like a hat. I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. Excited to see what this is. Oh, dang. These are our shot glasses oh, from go. 40 millimeter. Well, 40 mic mic, actually. Well, they show enough. Ooh. Cheers, buggers. Cheers, buggers. Cheers. Is it so great. Oh. 
So that's y'all, y'all that's can take cool. your pick. Did anybody yeah, clean these? Gets one. Yep, they are cleaned, epoxied. Because I'm like, I don't know that I want to be drinking Sand that. Sandblasted. Sandblasted. Oh, yeah. this one's still got the link. Uh, so this was from up. like the Mark, is it Mark 18? 19. Mark 19. Mark 19. 19. 19. Yeah, two Mark 19s and a few M203. Call them a little favorite. Did you put FE on the bottom of one of those? Yeah. I put Chez. FE on the bottom uh, of all of them. Cheers, oh, Look at you. All right. Let's let's it pass was, these uh, out. Yeah. yeah oh, so here, Michael. Michael. Bless you. That yeah, was yeah. you two, sweet Thank motherfuckers. You, I'm sure yeah. you. He's the uh, thoughtful one. Jay, I've been, Jay, I've been holding on to those man. for a few Ooh, years you. and uh, just needed a reason to make the shot. I, I had plans on making shot glasses. These are from when you were. Yeah, that was Marine. my last machine gun range. Yeah. So um, no kidding, I, I've been holding man. On to those for like I was years. holding uh, the tears. I was going to take it up well, a notch and then bring us down, then have the tears of your story, and then take us back I've up. Now I've you're making me teary-eyed already. I've had them sitting in a bag for like seven years, and um, Coats of Anarchy helped me uh, bead blast them, clean them up, and uh, give him that one. That's laser etched. Um, y'all can take your pick. I, I I'll, I'll take. Whatever's left, right. you guys take the ones you like the most. If you like Just the links, slide one on over here. I brought Kat. the linked ones. I do like. Are the you out? I figured, yeah, I yeah. I'm you out. guys would like those. I do like the links. I'm yeah. Does the DOD know you took I want these? this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, were, they were a proper acquisition. Which fuck the police? Yeah, I guess I can. Talk cheers, buggers. Oh, wait. If you can't see it, it says "Cheers, buggers." So you don't even drink. But you got. I'll suck one down. Oh, my! I love you. I mean, not like I love them, but you're cool. Did you say you don't even drink? He's like, I'll drink. Well, he drinks Campari, which is Gross. good. I, I don't eat. That's a whole nother podcast. And and yeah, nice, you know, Mexican lagers. You know. Oh, I forgot What's about the Mexican, Mexican beer, like a Pacifico. Yeah, uh, I love Pacifico. yeah, Pacifico's up there. To me, cheers to you guys. Ah, yeah. Oh, cheers to you guys. Cheers, buggers. Cheers, cheers you buggers. guys are true buggers. Yeah. Mm. Hairy chest. Yeah. No, that's good. And it's it was a live round. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's good times. That's good. That's uh, this is that. Uh, what what bourbon is this? The one we opened up last night? No, this no. is a new one. Knob Creek. Oh, this Creek. is the Knob Fourteen Creek. year, eleven months. Yeah. That's very good. I Why mean, do normally it? I don't. I normally don't like shoot bourbon. I like to sip on it. I like yeah. to enjoy well, it. Has a little sip. There's nothing wrong with shooting it. I mean, I love shooting it too. But it, for good bourbon like that, I like to just kind of sip on it for a little bit. And enjoy it, but this other one you brought last. Can night. we pour him another one? Let him sip on some <laughs> shit. What, what, what I'll say is, it doesn't. Is that his way to ask for a second one? No. I think what it is is me saying, yeah. like, if we're gonna, like, if we're gonna shoot stuff, let's let's shoot some cheap shit and let's. He sip wants on a this second later. one. That's all he had to say. <laughs> when did <laughs> Crusader Safaris? Yes. All right. <laughs> one that's, word. that's really all you need to know. So yes, yeah. So what what was what was actually interesting about it? If if I got to get in depth with it, was so having not done a safari. You ain't got to do anything. Not gone to Africa ever. I'm going to go ahead and do it. All right. I'm just going to go ahead and yeah. say it. You know, so we didn't know what to expect. So we went in with, you know, very low expectations and high hopes. You know, like we were just going to go out and you have fun. You hear that shit? They knew they were going with us. You had low expectations. So, well, you know, like we didn't know what to expect, but we were going to have fun. Like that was the bottom line. Like we didn't we didn't have a, a particular, like people should go there with like, I need to shoot a 55 inch plus kudu or I'm, it's not a trip for me. Like that was not us. I, I could have shot. I had my finger on the trigger with plenty of juvenile ones and my pH had to pull me back. Like, no, like we'll find you one bigger. I'm like. But that's a good one, you know. But I didn't know what I was looking at, so we went in, didn't know what we were getting into, you know. So basing it off of you guys and kind of trying to calibrate a little bit, you guys have been there before, you've had your experiences, and then seeing how much you were enjoying it, like <gasps> we we knew we were having a great time, right. and, and we, like 100%. you know, Murph, everybody, Gabe, we were having a play. We would talk about it just amongst ourselves, like, dude, like this place is awesome, you know. Like, you know it, 
does it get better than that? Like, well, is this good? Like, what, are we just having fun on our own? And then we looked at you guys like kids over there joking yeah. around. And we're like, all right, like we're in the right spot. You know, like yeah. this yeah. is cool. Like, this it is actually great. a good time. You know, like it's not, we're not just having a good time because it's our first time. This is actually the place you want to be. So yeah. not only was it an incredible value and everything, but it's also like that, that 100%. is 100%. The place best that place, you want to be. The best place I have visited for Planes game in uh, five trips to Africa. Yeah. Without yeah. question. Just, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't put it out of your out of your mind just because you think it's unattainable or you think it's hard to get to. Pull that down. Go do uh, it. Yep, yep. <clears throat> Hold on. Had you been to Africa, Mike? I have not. That was actually my first big game hunt. Good to go. Ever. Awesome. Man. Oh, yeah, that's that was so it. Awesome. White-tailed deer hunted, uh, black bear hunted with a bow, but um, yeah, to actually travel somewhere to a destination and go hunt, that was it. That was It the first was so one. good. I mean, and we're talking, you can go and shoot right now a bunch of animals, yep. airfare, everything, be under 10 grand. Yep. yep. 100%. So people Tips, thinking about everything. It. Yeah. The whole deal. Uh, I mean, yeah. in bribes. time of your life, two weeks, bribes, everything. Bribes, yeah. 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 All right. So, Murph, why don't you take this one? Want to hunt big game? What? What animal? Uh, that kudu hunt was special. Um, that kudu hunt was a big deal. Uh, big yeah. body animal, right? Kind of elusive. They're they're happy up on the high mountains, especially where Crusader is. Yeah. Um, so I think we were up, uh, damn, almost 6,000 feet when we killed mine. Um, it was hard to breathe. Yeah, it was hard to get up there, uh, especially go in shape if you're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Get in yeah, shape and go to that hunt. Yeah. Hey, you can hunt easy again. You don't have to hunt hard. They'll, they'll do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Uh, but if you want that hunt to be special, yeah, get in shape. Go get after it. Uh, Kudu's that, a tough hunt. They are. They were comfortable. So, I mean, they literally beautiful. When we glassed them the first day, they were seventeen hundred yards out, mile out. We came in from the other side, walked probably two and a half miles to get in. You know, packing that thing out was almost impossible. That's so, interesting. I mean, whitetail hunting not is impossible, difficult. but it, it was going to be rough. And if you wanted to keep hunting, you know, they were great about helping us out and get the animal out. But uh, no, it was great. Niala bulls in the North Camp. I think that was special because oh. they told us flat out when we got there, if you're going to kill Niala, you kill it here. It's ground zero for Niala. That's yeah. where yeah. you kill them at. Indigenous you know? Niala. On that continent, we're hunting those in ground zero. Free range. We, had a, we had a great hunt with that. Yeah. 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 We banged on a few of them. Yeah, that was good. Did yeah. what? Banged on a few of them. Oh. Watch mm. it, Jay. Watch, I'm watch it. I haven't <laughs> been to Africa. I don't know what they do. <laughs> 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 this was... Um, <laughs> Jackal, you guys see my fucking shot? <laughs> I guess that's no, true. No, I, I, I didn't see it. Can I answer I that one? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Can I answer that one? Yeah, so, um, you know, we were cruising back from uh, from a long day of hunting. We had we through like, Death Valley, as I through Death Valley, having a sundowner beer. Perfect scenario. <laughs> perfect. Like just rolling in the Land Cruiser, just having a laugh. Having a cold unit, and uh, and then that's me. Cold unit. Kevin is, a, Kevin is a, Kevin is Kevin is a cold unit. Nah. but uh, all of a sudden <laughs> slammed on brakes, and Rat's like, "It's a jackal! It's a jackal!" And Kevin just like one shot, just it quick, like from identification to to kill was five seconds or less. Um, perfect shot on the jackal. Died exactly where he stood and to kill a jackal in daylight hours is like very 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 hard to do like yeah. it just it's a it's a it's it's definitely a Skittish. kill of opportunity opportunistic yeah. like uh situation so it was just purely opportunistic he stopped he got smoked uh jackal are responsible for like everyone's like why do you go to africa kill shit blah blah blah. you know they're beautiful animals and i'm like yeah they are they're beautiful love killing them here's what it looks like if we don't 
Yeah. Um, it's a hard life. A, a pack of jackals is going to eat them from the ass forward while they're still alive. Well, who yeah. said it? I think you said it. It was a bullet is the best death they're going to have. A bullet yeah. is the best death they're ever going to have. Absolutely. And so it's clean. Also, where we were hunting it, it the reason like you're able to have a place like Crusader is because it is a sheep farm in some areas there yeah, are sheep, sheep and cattle like you don't see them often but you you will see a herd of sheep on the side of a mountain every once in a while yep. well the jackal just hammer those things yeah. as soon as they're born mm. and so if you're a sheep farmer a jackal is like number one enemy and so they love shooting those things but they never get to shoot them during the day like you can no. call them at night like a coyote yeah so it, generally if you want to hunt them you have to go out at night you yep. call a coyote it takes a couple days and crusaders so cool another shout out to them no charge for the jackal. They were right. they just so happy. Dead. They just wanted dead. Yeah, yeah, so happy. But yeah, <clears throat> he walked and out. Kevin burned his ass down, and it was like cheers in camp. Like, I mean, it was like a big deal. It's like a holiday. Did we get yeah. a distance on that shot? Oh, it wasn't like far. Like eighty, 80 yards. Eighty yards. But Pretty good for be- a small because I had, of the road. Because I had the fix. I'm in the passenger side of the truck, which is you know the left side over there. The fix it was loaded. I had uh, it was the 308. It wasn't this gun. So I had the Swarovski Z8. I had that thing on one power. I had the dot on stock folded in my lap. He yelled, told me to shoot it, unfold the stock, leaned out of the window between, you know, the, the truck and the mirror and shot it. I thought you shot through the windshield. That would have been tight. Yeah, that would have been tight. <laughs> that would have been tight. I don't think Rad would have thought that, that would have been tight. tight. He would have lost his mind, him and that truck. Uh, also would have been awesome. <laughs> Who shot the cow? What cow? What are you talking <laughs> about? That's in here. That's, That's in a story here. for Jay, Jay, we got it in here. We Jay. got it in here. It was a kindly Ow. leave. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Cape Buffalo. Oh, okay. that's right. Yeah. Uh, Hornless. <laughs> Jason, tell, tell us about those fucking puff adders. <laughs> We're walking up the biggest mountain. I think w- was that. Um, uh, Kilimanjaro, we were. Up? I, I don't know. It was a it, dude. <laughs> oh, it was a serious mountain and like you look at the mountains there they're covered in grass and rocks there aren't any like it's not it's not like mountains here you don't see an alpine area where they stop and then and then you you can see where you go beyond that so you can look at the trees and tell how high something is and how far away it is and 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 jason and i aren't from there if you guys didn't know yeah yeah we're not born and raised there on this property and so kevin and i start hiking (laughs) up this mountain and from the from like the valley it looks really doable yeah like but, you're gonna be up the top 10 minutes tops. yeah it looks like super easy and uh kevin and i start up this mountain and it is like it's huge and uh and so we get and I, we get separated but yeah, we're paralleling yeah and then um rad freaks out he's like 40 yards from me he starts shouting he's got his dog with him and you know rad's like bah, 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 fuck yeah, you know how he is. Fuck off. It's pretty accurate. And so it sounds like it sounds like a dog barking and then the f word thrown in every once in a while. It's like he's here. And I'm like, dude, what's the matter? And he's like, it's a fucking buffado over here. So I was like, so for those that don't know, let's put it on the screen. It's basically a big rattlesnake without rattles. in Africa. And very dangerous snake. Very dangerous snake. And so like I think they're awesome. I killed one a few years ago and made a belt and a sling out of it. Just cool animal. So I went over and I was like, where is it? And he was like, it's right there. And I said, I don't see it. Like, and so I don't know what's going on, but they're like, you know, I don't know, 100 meters from me. And they're just like, be still or something. I'm like, ah, ah what's going on? <laughs> I knew what it was at that point. Well, I'm, I'm asking him, like, like, I don't see it. And he's like, okay, look at your left boot. 
go three feet in front of your left boot. <laughs> there he is. And I was like, oh, shit. It's about so, ready to bite you, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I picked up a rock because I wanted, like, my, my two sons think puff adders are, like, the coolest thing ever. Uh, and so I was like, I, I told Rad, I was like, I'm just going to kill it with this rock and then skin it out. So uh, I picked up a rock and I just smashed the rock on top of this thing's head. And as Rad would say, <laughs> he quickly fucked off under to, underneath another rock. <laughs> um, because honestly, I think from here on out, we should start using the phrase fuck off very interchangeably yeah. the way that Rad uses it. Yeah, it's so good. It just means like it left. It, 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 can, mean, it can mean <laughs> all kinds of different yeah. things. Road cone. But, but so this snake, this <laughs> snake right fucked off. right on off. Poachers. They fucked right off underneath <laughs> another rock. And Shot at him, they fucked right off. Yeah, he fucked off underneath another rock, and I wasn't going to pick that rock up to try to make a belt <laughs> like because that's how you die um but his head exploded and like but he he literally like we couldn't find him he he turned and went right underneath the rock they were not committed to finding him and, and there kevin, i am like 100 yards kevin away got really <laughs> upset because then we got to the top of the mountain and we were up there for a while and we had to go back down it was getting dark and kevin's like well where was that snake and we're like i don't know <laughs> I and, and kevin's like one of the most poisonous snakes on the planet and now I've got to walk down the mountain. You guys don't even remember where he was. <laughs> and we're getting to like walk through. Kevin was worried that he was mad. Yeah. No, it's no, no. Mad snake. Yeah, yeah. He, he was right. Like he, he was, he was very, annoying. very upset. Apparently. Um, <laughs> but yeah, puff adders so, are no joke. Yeah, and, and so it's getting dark, and we got to walk down the mountain. You know, it's going to take us like thirty minutes to get down the mountain. And yeah. So anyway, it's not an exciting time for me. Yeah, yeah. We we ran into a black mamba skin. We were looking for Ray's impala that ran off after he shot it, and. As we're tracking it, we found a fresh black mamba skin just wrapped up in the grass, and we're like, "All right, it's just a oh. reminder that they're there." You know, Me, we, we didn't see it's one, but it's like, grass. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it's like the fastest snake in maybe the world, and they get fast, like 20 aggressive, feet long. and one of the most and deadly. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, just the the day before we left at that same uh, uh, the jungle camp that we went to, Umkamas oh. there, um, a black mamba looked inside of one of the other guides, uh, one of the other PHs Land Cruisers. Like stuck that, his that head right day. up at yeah. the window. Yeah, look, looked in there, like yeah, checked it out, like like he was up. just looking to see what kind of snacks they had, and then just kind of moved on. Like, I mean, that yeah, they're they're there. You got to be, you got to watch out for them for mm. sure. I yeah. don't like think. I, I just like to go about that whole thing in ignorance. They so also, you guys uh, just keep those stories from yeah. now on. Andrew Pringle also had a video of um, what was it, the rock python, rock python that was yeah. right in camp too, the big rock python. Immediately from another story. Like twelve feet long. Like you can save those. Yeah, stories. we got we got to see if we can find it. Immediately from another story. Yeah, as soon as I'm done with this story, then. <laughs> yeah. All right. Either way, snakes. <laughs> guys, I don't know about any more snakes. Here's another snake story, guys. <laughs> uh, j- you know, one of the funniest stories for me. Uh, I'd like to know. So I'm hunting my buddy Mike over here and Jason. Murph. And, and uh, so I shoot a zebra. And uh, Mike Murphy drops his new iPhone face down. <laughs> oh. Fresh zebra dookie and blood. I mean, it just... <laughs> right, that was it was a slow a great, fall. Do you remember this? Problem. It was amazing. It was the slowest of falls. What sound so. did it make? Splat. It just went. <laughs> just splat. It went. <laughs> Puff. <laughs> oh. so, so let me ask a question. <laughs> Mike, Did you were you conscientious enough to make sure that nobody else touched your phone after that fact? Or did but you... Before we give him another... No, we, we were let's calling him and texting him all the time. conscientious yeah. like a normal person <laughs> before we pour him another bourbon. Conscientious. <laughs> Courteous. Listen, I, I'm you like, conscientious. Yeah. I'm like four or five in, not to mention the uh, five or six you, last you night. You try to help a friend out, roll we've, a zebra over. We've yeah. all had pictures. the same amount. <laughs> and yeah. this is what you get for it. I know. My it was, phone was plugged into a battery pack 
in my chest rig. So I'm figuring, you know, it'll be pretty stable. He's a professional. Who am I to tell him? That's the maybe phone the falls out, but it's yeah. held. It's tethered by the cord. So oh, I look yeah. down and go. So Mike's bent won't over, fall. like, rolling this zebra over to take a picture. And we're kind of in a tight area. So I'm kind of, I should have been doing it. But I'm trying to <laughs> run around like four of the guys trying to find a spot. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. There's just no room. So I'm right behind Mike. And his phone pops out. And I was like, oh, should I grab it? And then what happens? But it's it's dangling by the cord. <laughs> so I'm like, it'll be fine. I'll keep rolling we it. We started to roll it over. We watched the poop come, the dookie come out of the zebra <laughs> in, in a big pile of blood. And then, uh, and, and yeah, so it's dangling out. Yeah. And you thought you were safe. I thought it was good. And then what happened? And then it fell. And it was like the slowest, like, half second fall up. <laughs> I was like, I should probably splat. Oh, uh, blood. It was face blood down. and shit. Yeah, it was just face down on the screen. I think the the tracker came over. He just like looked at me and just goes, "Sorry." <laughs> <laughs> so Mike's over Sucks, there like bro. getting leaves and stuff, trying to wipe all <laughs> this shit off of it. But then I don't know, Rad or somebody had uh, some wet wipes, or maybe I did. Yeah, no, we had toilet paper. We were marking uh, say, if we needed to mark something, so we had some toilet paper. Uh, Rad for sure carries at least a roll of toilet paper and maybe some wet wipes everywhere we, we know in his yeah. pocket. Well, it was so funny because then after that, it's like you call Mike and he's like, "Yo, what's <laughs> up, man? <laughs> you got." Zebra dookie on your face. <laughs> pretty good. Well, uh, Jason went to take the pee pee, but I was going to say his water buck story was pretty good, but yeah. it wasn't that good. He's at a meeting. He like uh, it sh- shoots on the edge of this mountain and it like stumbles, stumbles, stumbles and goes down the mountain like end over end. It was a big mountain where like, oh, it got caught on a ledge though, yeah. which was pretty great, like 50 yards oh, below. Here he comes. Which, if you don't know what a water yeah, buck is, was it's a giant animal. Yeah, water bucks <laughs> are just yeah, monsters. They're just huge. Yeah, I was telling you a water buck Your story water. where he started cartwheeling down the mountain. That was pretty great. All right. Uh, That's a true story. That's all I have to say about it. <laughs> Facts. Right. Well, I mean, I would say Jay could even get this one. So, uh, best hunting rifle in the world. Oh, the Fix. The Fix. Ever heard of it? I have, and it, it actually enabled me to shoot, I think, three animals that no one else shot because I uh, had stock folded in my lap there, ready to go, where True these guys story. were, like, fucking off. I've been after a bush buck for years, and uh, Kevin, I think, just found out what a bush buck was right when we were getting off the plane <laughs> and shot one much. out of the window. I mean, after he of, shot it? Of the, yeah. <laughs> he asked what it was after he killed it. Um, but <laughs> the, the, I will say, man. What was that? Like, I've hunted over there. Uh, crowded in vehicles before, um, and we had a crowded vehicle. It's me and you, Rad, oh, and all my shit, Guy yeah. and Dexter, um, or, or Desi, Desmond, Desmond, and um, and so it was like it got crowded, and the fact that those things folded up, we had two of them in the car in the truck at all times. It made a huge difference. It was awesome. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, I had mine good. folded up behind the back seat of the Hilux the whole time, and the Model Seventy in my lap. You know, like it was like a you can put it anywhere, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's hard to shoot fast I, so it's in the, the seat. The true I testament. Had but it was in the truck. It was the accessible. true testament to them was the responses from the PHs. Oh, um, yeah. And every PH over there was like, holy hell, we've got to have these. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. All right. Uh, Ray, what about you? Favorite African animal to hunt? We kind of did this. Like hunt before. or kill? Because, like, for me, the bush buck was the most elusive animal that. You know, we went after. I shot one. Africa. Yeah, I heard that you there shot There is a difference one. between hunting and killing. We did yeah. find that out. True. Yeah. Um, True. So, nice. like, I'm looking forward, and I've been messaging Andrew that I would really like to find a bush buck next time I go. We'll tie one to a tree for you. I, that yeah. would be appreciated, preferably in close them. distance so I could actually hit it. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I think between the Bushbuck and, and just the way the Inyalas move around, uh, you know, I didn't personally take an Inyala. He did. And that was a really cool hunt for me to be a part of. And, and, and my goal was to try to f- record that and film that. Yeah. And I thought that was a really cool experience. And it was terrible f- filmography. Um, Not all goals so the, are reached. The email you sent to Andrew, did it say something like, Is that a word? it's 480,000 acres and it's a wild animal, but I need you to make this happen. I, I mean, I, I, I kind of said I, I'd like to bribe him yeah. in exchange for tying up a bush buck. I mean, it could be a very young one. I, I don't, I'm not ageist. <laughs> could be a juvenile. It, it, as long as it's got a little horn, I mean, That's it's... Uh, I'm not an ageist. <laughs> well, I, I will say that it is kind of cool if you go and you go with a friend or there is a group and we split up and two guys goes with a PH. Some of the best hunts are watching and helping the other guy. 100%. Yeah. If you're filming, you're, you're spotting, you're watching for the shot, you're ranging. Well, so I'll throw one in there since he's not here and I was with him the entire time. Gabe. Yeah. So Gabe went to film originally and take photos and then, you know, talked to Andrew, you know, worked some stuff out. He got the hunt. So I was on his kudu hunt and he shot a big kudu bull. He did. And I mean, like, he put a fantastic shot on one. But he got, you know, went from like filming, filming, filming to game time immediately. And being a part, just being with him, being able to call in for him, be able to help him out and spot that animal was badass for yeah. me personally. Yeah. You know, he was, and then he was on my hunt, which was nice too. He kept, he was able to keep me calm and, hey man, you got the shot, don't worry about it, you know, breathe, relax. Things I'd tell my clients all the time. Yeah, yeah. But he's hunted more than I have. So, yeah, being a part of that. 100%. You know, I was on your kudu hunt as well, you know, so That's that was fun. Great. I mean, yeah, it is a huge awesome. part of yeah. the experience because I actually don't mind hunting by myself. Right. But, it, man, if you've got a, a, a good buddy to hunt with, it just makes it so much yeah. more fun. Yeah. I would say you and I bonded on that trip, Kevin. Oh, a ton. I mean, oh, we can't help it. Such glue. a great time. Such a good time, dude. Oh, yeah. And, and made probably we two were, lifelong friends. We were pals. We were Red. pals before <laughs> yeah. we went on that trip, you and I. But, like, came back, like, man, I can't wait to hunt with Kevin again. And it was just awesome. Yeah, it was. was. I mean, same for me. I mean, we knew, and it just got better and better. It's like, you know, the laughs just started earlier every day and and the good times. And And then when Mike came and hunted with us, it just made it everything that much funnier, (laughs) that much more fun. Um, Yeah, Yeah, the last couple of days. It just added added to it, especially, like, um, one of the – you know, been hunting for years. Well, hey, this will go into that. Let me say this. Favorite memory from our hunting trip in South Africa. I'll tell you what it is. I think I know what you're going to say. You know what it is. So, um, Mine was Dookie. Yeah, that was watching (laughs) Mike's phone fall into zebra poo was awesome. (laughs) Um, But, like, and I loved being with Mike on his his zebra hunt. Mike and I met several years ago in Charleston at Seawee Thing. Seawee Show. And uh, and then when I was shooting with him on the range, we were talking about hunting, and I was like, "You got to come to Africa," and uh, and so we we made the trip happen. And uh, he was with Gabe a lot because they were doing a lot of film work and stuff like that. And then um, being able to be with him for his zebra was like one of the top experiences of the trip. But when me, you, and Mike were the la- I mean, it was last day. Everybody else had already even left camp, and they went to Port Elizabeth. And um, oh really? Yeah, oh yeah, they did. It was just it was me, you, and Mike were the only ones still in camp, and we were riding in the the Land Cruiser, and um, you really you really wanted a a fallow deer, 
Yeah, and, which uh, aren't native there, but they have. Them they're there. not native, but they're free range because they brought them in in the 1800s. The settlers brought them. Have they the been 1800s. there that long? Yeah, I didn't know that. yeah, they've okay. been there since the 1800s. They brought them in from Europe a long time ago, and um, and we're riding in the Land Cruiser, and Mike is glassing, and we stop, and Mike's like, "Do you guys see that nice fallow deer standing over there?" And he's like, "Yeah, because what were we hunting? Actually, we're hunting buffalo. Something. Buffalo. We were looking for buffalo oh, we, in the fog. We were looking <laughs> yeah. for that Terrible Cape idea. buffalo. Fog and yeah. rain, yeah. slippery roads. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. Rad, our PH, he's glassing too. And then go ahead. Excuse me for talking while Ray was interrupting. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, you're, you're forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> so we were we were really looking for buffalo. <laughs> Cheers, bugger. Cheers, bugger. <laughs> um, so, and then Mike just so nonchalantly is like, "Do you guys see that nice fallow deer over there?" Well, the reason I ask nonchalantly because I haven't hunted a lot, so I don't know what a really good fallow deer is. So I don't want to be the jackass like, "There's the monster fallow deer." You're like, dude, that thing. But you like did. Two you, years you old. did say it was not. Nice. So like, I go, "Hey man, like nice I think one. that's a really nice fallow deer." And I was looking for like a little bit of confirmation. He's like me. He's like, "Oh yeah, he is." Yeah, I'm like, dude, that's a stud right there. <laughs> and Rad, Rad, Rad goes, Rad's like, I don't see it. And Kevin at this point goes. Oh, I see it. <laughs> and Kevin, Kevin is in the front. He's he's the one that is really after a fallow deer. And so he's like looking at it. He's like, I see it. And Kevin is like already like jacking his rifle around inside the vehicle to get out and like shoot this thing. And Rad's going, I don't see it. Where is it? Mike's like, he's right. You see those rocks right over there? He's right there. And Rad goes. Which was so weird because uh, like. This was an unusual circumstance for the PH to be the last one to spot something. Yeah, very, very unusual because Rad's eyes are like he's got, yeah, he's, oh, he's, you know, he sees like a hawk. And he goes, he's like, I don't see it. You know, I'm, I'm looking. Shoot that fucking fellow down. <laughs> like he just freaks out, right? But it was way louder. Like it was, we're just thinking because we're all trying to be He quiet. shouts it. And then all of a sudden, like, shoot that fucking fellow down. Yeah. <laughs> We're all like just cool. He me Kevin's like being super fluid with his movements, like getting his rifle, like getting everything folded out, getting the door open, and like oh, he's just being panicked. Like he he's getting that. ready to set up on this thing. Like everything's calm. He's getting ready to kill this fellow deer. It's a nice one. And then Rad just like sends everybody's <laughs> adrenaline into the red line, dude. What do you say? fucking fellow deer. And. Oh, man. And me and Mike just immediately look at each other as Kevin's getting out of the Land Cruiser. Mike and I are looking at each other just, like, cracking up. I mean, we're just laughing our asses off. Kevin gets out, just puts a perfect shot on this thing. And and for the next hour and a half, every two minutes, one of us, as we're riding in the truck with this dead fallow deer in the back of the, the Land Cruiser truck, every two minutes, one of us would just go, Shoot that fucking fellow down! <laughs> and everyone Brad, would just, every time everyone, <laughs> everyone would just crack up laughing. It was great. That was that was my favorite moment of the hunt. Really that was a great time. That was a great time. Um. <laughs> Rad, I wonder if we should call him right now. We should call Rad. Uh, what rifle caliber are you taking next time? Um, for planes game. So here, like you and I are trying to get some fixes into that country uh, so that we can leave them, so that we don't have to take any rifles. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, anybody, and when mine's over there, anybody that listens to this goes through Crusader, you'll be welcome to use my rifle while you're there. Yeah. Um, for planes game, I will take, at a minimum, one fixed rifle. And, uh, like, I hunted with both the 6.5 and the 3.8. I know you got the 8.6 coming out. Which is awesome, but the versatility of 
the six five and three oh eight over there, it's just hard to beat. Yeah. Um, so it will be at a minimum a fix in six five or three oh eight. Um, I'm hoping. Well, you you definitely won't have. Uh, and I, I guess I won't talk much about what you have in the pipeline, uh, R and D wise. But you definitely won't have um, one of the rifles we've talked about uh, yet. That you guys are working on that's gonna that's gonna be coming. That will be to me will make it the ultimate ultimate African oh, rifle. Mega fix. Talk about it. Mega fix. The so mega fix. Okay. Fix. So the mega fix in to me like. In my opinion, for planes game, if you're like on a planes game hunt, and it will take a lot more than just planes game if you want it to, but it's not legal to use for a lot of your your bigger stuff. But a fix in 300 win mag, uh, to me, is going to be the most versatile rifle. I mean, yeah. on the on that continent, e- it is e- the most versatile. Utility rifle on the continent. That even a sixteen-inch barrel, a sixteen-inch yep. barrel. That's one hundred percent, or that's an eight hundred meter kill. Especially gun. Yeah. if you guys can throw it for something a little bit longer, and and you know you can take advantage of like the two ten, <laughs> the two hundred to two fifteen. You know, um, if you get some of those heavy bullets in that thing at a sixteen-inch barrel, it's a deadly son of a bitch. Yeah, I you're, hear you're the heavier you're strength, the throw is the better. Right now. Throat pillow. <laughs> You guys are so beautiful. <laughs> it's Kevin That's straight from Murphy's mouth. Oh, the edits. That's Maybe straight from Murphy's mouth. You can put a thing over it that says, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> beautiful. It's okay. It's okay. Right. Uh, still want to share a safari camp with you again. Um, <laughs> yeah, you do. But three, <laughs> a, a fixed rifle in 300 win mag, uh, truly probably the ultimate uh, planes game utility rifle. It'll fold in half, compact in the truck, kill everything with it. In reality, like it's lightweight. You sling it. It's you lightweight. Can hike with it, and you know. and the truth is, is that if you wanted to use it for something gnarly, if you wanted to shoot a Cape Buffalo with it, or an elephant with it, or anything else on the dangerous, like or the big five, whatever, uh, three hundred win mag is more than enough gun. People have been killing those animals with a lot less than three hundred win mag for, for many many years. Eight six maybe. Eight six would be fantastic. I just like the three hundred win mag for like a do it all. It's great. Well, and throughout the world too, because ammo is available yep. everywhere. Great cartridge. Well, I'm never going to ask the rest of you guys that because I I don't want it to feel like you got to say the fix. So we all said well, the fix so, is eight six. Yeah, I mean, just something like you said that it's not legal to use on a lot of the dangerous game. What are the, the specifications of that? And then will 8.6 fill that sure void or no? Um, 8.6 will not. Um, so in a lot of the African countries, if you're going to hunt the big five, um, you know, it, some of the cat species in certain countries will let you shoot a 9.3 by 62 as your smallest. Um, and most countries will specify that you need a minimum of a 3.75. Yeah, so, so it's kind of ridiculous. The 838. The 838, yeah, right? They, right. they name it by like uh, cartridge rather than yep. energy or yep. anything right. like that. They name it by so diameter. It's stupid. Pure diameter. Oh, is it diameter? diameter. It's yeah. diameter. It's yeah. diameter. It's yeah. not cartridge, it's diameter. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so the but minimum the, diameter in a lot of the states, a lot of the African countries, is 375. But they. Uh, Twelve and a half inch eight six is gonna kill a monster. Kill it, yeah. Oh, easily. It so will easily. A forty five seventy would be fine for it, but a even though six, even though it's not, a, even though it's not the right gun, right? Yes, one hundred percent. But by their parameters, that is uh, that's ideal. Well, you're talking about <laughs> a government, government a government laws. specified uh, restriction, right. yeah. by right. people in the government that don't hunt. Yep. 
All right. So all right. speed round with this question. All right. So we'll let everybody go. We'll, we'll, we'll start with uh, you, Ray. We'll work this direction. Sounds good. Optic and magnification next time you go there to hunt. I was really happy with the optic that I took. So What'd I took you take? A Swarovski ZAI 3.2 by 16 or 2.3 by 16, something like that. I thought it was fantastic, you know, for a He's lot of... He's got attorney money. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that that is a fantastic... Buy once, cry once. Yeah, and that was literally... <laughs> the 2 to the 15 range is What did everything really he wanted it to do, and he's happy with it, he'd take it again, so yep. that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I had I brought two rifles, uh, so I had a Z six I Swaro on the fix, uh, two to twelve, and I love that one. It was awesome. Uh, the furthest shot I made, but that one was like I think like just over three hundred, yep. and it was perfect for that. Yeah. Um, and then on the Model seventy, I had a three to eighteen loophole uh, VX six HD, yeah. and that was that was awesome. I needed that magnification on several of the shots. Did Did you have an instance where you needed a one power or anything? I mean, I found that especially um, like. More of the close shots were made with the fix, and I had the two power, and that, that was plenty. Two's um, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two's pretty low. Um, I think anything you do with the one, you could do with the two in a hunting scenario. Um, but and Yala. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. think 99% of the time that's yeah. true, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it worked out. Oh, that's not, okay. Uh, probably Mark, college Mark. three and a half to 18. Is so that what three, you use there? No, I use a, a X5i, a Swarovski X5i. Oh, yeah, So you made like yeah. a big turret, like hunting scope, but the one sitting back there... Um, won't do that again. It did not hold up to those conditions at all. Oh, yeah. you mean the turret? Yeah, so the turret screws wound up walking um, just from all the wear and tear while we're riding around and walking. Oh, and vibration so, yeah. and stuff nonstop. So, you know, yeah. the collars, I think, are a little bit more beefy. They're built for competition. Yeah, the so they can take a little military more of a hammer, yeah. Right. And then, but I'm going to be testing out a Leupold here in a little bit, a Mark, Mark 5. five. Yeah. Three and a half to 18. So once I get my hands on that, we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah and I like first focal plane. Now, this is a preference thing again. Yeah. I'm comfortable shooting first focal plane. Like Even on some well. tight scenarios at low power. So, yeah, three power, two power, like he's saying, is good to go. And then really don't need more than 15 power realistically. Yeah. Even I, if you said that five and six, if you had to. I mean, on this, I had 18 and yeah. probably 75% of the shots I took with this. After I would, you know, shoot, I would look and I would be on like eight yeah. or 11 power. Like, I don't know that I ever used 18, yeah. actually. Because, you know, your field of view shrinking and everything. Yeah. If you got a herd or animals are moving, like you just got to dial out. And, I mean, people would be shocked if you go out and d spend time shooting, even at a 1,000 and plus, what you can do with 6 or 8 or 10 or 12 yeah. power. Now, a lot of times, especially like if you go in Africa when it's warm or anywhere when it's hot, once you get to 12, 15, and there's Mirage, like yeah. you can't use the rest you of it. Get a lot of Mirage, and we were get all that green backdrop plus a lot of Mirage. It's hard to yeah. cut through some of that stuff. So you yeah. back down to 15 power, 18 power anyway. Yeah. Or low um, light, too. Because yeah. I, I mean, and I'm a magnification whore. Like, if, right. if I'm in a position, and usually that's got to be prone or something where you can dial up and you've got 25 power and everything's still, and you got perfect conditions, like I use it. It's just. That is 1% yeah. of hunting scenarios. Yeah, I'm shooting at a fixed target, probably a pretty small target at far range, so it's a target gun at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's right. So it's kind of different. And then, then the, the more magnification, generally the scopes are bigger and heavier. Right. And I, I think people get used to that now. We're so spoiled by the magnification that if you just dial it down or you get a smaller scope and you go out and spend time on the range, how well you can shoot with a less magnification yeah, and you get a smaller optic. Agreed. And good field of view, which is important for hunting. Like target, you get locked in on it doesn't matter. But, I mean, I know when I was in Wyoming uh, a couple of weeks ago for two weeks, 
you, you know, at so I'm shooting targets. We're shooting from the bench a lot, and so you know I'm dialed up to 18 power, 25 power, and then if I had to go from like 300 to 400. Oh, even to find it, I had to dial down yep. just to find, you know, yep. a four by eight target. Right. It's amazing. What about you, man? You took you took a cool scope. I did. I took the new VX three. Mm-hmm. Uh, two pole. Shout out two to eight. Yeah, awesome. A two to eight by thirty two. Two to eight compact scope. Compact scope with the CDS on it, and we stretched it out to four seventy. So the CDS. What is that there? Their ballistic system, so that like you can get a turret cut, but it's in it's in MOA. Um, so. I just cra- I just used MOA. I didn't use a custom turret. I just used MOA and, and my dope built into my rangefinder. So um, for an eight power scope, I was making hits at like what well, four seventy. Four seventy, yeah. Four seventy with thirty out six and eight power scope. A zebra. Perfect I was shot. there. I saw that. It was a that was Perfect maybe shot. the best shot of the whole fucking trip. Well, the, the zebra. Like I was just impressed with the um, Barnes TSX from <sighs> Unknown Munitions. Bullets. and a thirty out six, uh, one eighty grain. What'd you guys see a bald eagle again? No, we were just, no, just uh, all looking at each other when he said that was the best shot of the trip. There, there was no, a re- Danny, relatively well, speaking. Danny well, had some longer time. I mean, I, I will <laughs> say Danny. But I did Danny utilize that CDS The guys in onesies we got very uncomfortable when you said that. that, um, that but no, what I was suck. impressed no with. You weren't there, okay? No disrespect. What I was impressed with was the actual performance of the 30 out 6 on different game there. 100%. Uh, it's an antiquated caliber. Everybody knows that, but with 180 grain, it worked TSX, on the Germans, dude. It did, and I shot that like a zebra is a tough animal. Yeah, I know it's a big for some of you guys, animal. like you guys have not hunted them before. They're big, right? It's you big push that one tough. over when your phone <laughs> fell in the air. It's is big. They shit. They shit in piles big enough for you to drop your phone it, into. Yeah. They're just a gnarly animal, but um, that 180 grain <laughs> Barnes and a 30 out six went in one shoulder through both lungs. Exited the far shoulder. Never loses yeah. any mass and expands. No, in a thirty out six. So it's plenty for today's hunts. Everybody yeah. like runs it down. Yeah. It's a hundred years old. Whatever. Well, no, thirty out six is awesome. I it mean, is. you can have a more efficient case, but just overall, it's awesome. But that Barnes bullet, and, and you know, it, it's no surprise whether it's dis- discrete ballistics where they do the subsonic, the copper, so, you know, solid copper expandings, and now they're doing hotline ammo, so the supersonic expanding. Yep. They're doing their own bullet design, but now you see Federal. Um, you Bunch know, of people are using You them. see everybody doing solid copper. Hornady, their GMX yep. line, which is really good, but... That Barnes TSX, Barnes unknown got munitions, like, in, man. They, sent me, they sent me 100 rounds. So of, this is... Wait, back up. So this place is a place where if you have... You're, what is this place you're talking about? Unknown Munitions? Yeah. Okay, so Unknown Munitions is a company that makes high-end, like, premium ammo in small batches. So you can send them your custom load if yeah, you want Yeah, so to. who's the customer? So Jason Benson, he's going to hunt to Africa. Okay, I told them, like, it, this was at, like, you know, peak COVID weird shit going on. You can't find ammo anywhere oh, else. Oh, God. And money. I sent them a message, and I was like, hey, I need some 30-out-6 ammo. I'm heading to Africa. I need a Barnes, a Barnes bullet. And I was thinking they were probably going to load me a 165, something like that. They sent me a box of 180 grains. And this is a Winchester Model 70 30 out 6 that I'm using. And I didn't know if it was if it had the twist rate for I didn't even know what my twist rate was it was at the time. Mm-hmm. But when they sent me a 180, I was like, "Man, I hope it'll stabilize it, whatever." Took it out of the range. First group was under a third of an inch. And it stayed under a half an a half an inch the whole time. Did you tell them what rifle you were shooting, or just the caliber? Uh, just the caliber. You didn't even mention the rifle. Didn't I just told them I needed some thirty out six ammo? And so they sent the one eighty grain, and I was like, ooh, you know, normally one eighty, you think three hundred win mag. 
Um, All but, I know is eight power scope, thirty out six, bless buck, four hundred seventy yards. Yep, right through the shoulder. Oh, drop the zebra. Oh, the zebra. Great. The zebra penetration was, in my mind, like it was the real test that's for thirty. Well, I mean, yeah, one eighty. Oh, that's yeah. where it's um, good. <laughs> but uh, but no, zebra. it was awesome. It, you Backed know, it right up the fence. That is not the scope that I would typically use. So I'm a huge loophole fan. They sent me a three to fifteen. Um, VX3 HD, 3 to 15 by 50. And um, I zeroed it, got everything ready. When I went to reset the turret, um, so you have three hex screws that come out of the turret so that you can yeah. set the zero stop. Two of them came out. One of them would not come out. I stripped several hex wrenches trying to get the screw out. First time I've ever had an issue with loophole, right? Not afraid to say it. The the oh anybody that makes that volume of stuff there's going to be something go wrong. Loophole, who they had some absolute unit cranking in screws that day. Like guy had too much monster energy, he cranked the shit out of it. I couldn't back the screw out, so I had to swap from the three to fifteen to the two to eight. Wasn't stoked about it because it was only a thirty-two objective. Um, but it had the same. I thought CDS. it was a. Gr- I mean, Dude, we hunted performed. together for two weeks. I thought it was a great setup. It performed perfectly. Yeah. I wished I had had a little bit more uh, on the magnification, but I mean, well, you got to use my fix, then. I got to use his fix. Um, but I love that scope. My favorite loophole scope for hunting Africa is the same scope you use the three three point six to eighteen um, Mark five. Yeah, it's like. Here's the thing, like yeah, shout Mike out had them. that. They sent me that for the hunt. Yeah, yeah they did. Great. Mike had that yep. issue with Swarovski. Just to be completely honest about the scopes that we all took over there, Swarovski is going to have the best glass and the best light transmission. Yeah, facts. Period. Um, Loophole is going to have the best durability, and the Loophole is actually lighter than the crossover collis that Swarovski makes, mm-hmm. which yeah. is yeah. which well, is that, an awesome scope. Well, true. I talk about it a lot. A lot of the military scopes, whether it's Night Forest, yeah, uh, collis, or whoever, uh, they just have to add so much stuff to meet these they requirements yeah. that we're not going to encounter hunting. Which you know, in the Marine Corps, maybe you guys y- you'll encounter. Like we're we're not like we're yep. n- if our gun goes a hundred feet underwater, salt water for like ten hours. The real problems. Yeah. My, my so priority the there, over. my <laughs> priority on this hunt, like on an African hunt. And we just fuck off at that point. <laughs> yeah, you just fuck off. My priority on an African hunt um, is, is it adequate? Like, is it performance of the optic adequate? But is it very durable? And loophole is going to be... Yeah, I, you're proper fucked if something goes wrong You're there. fucked. You're yeah. fucked. So if you have a scope that has adequate uh, optics, which loophole is beyond adequate, it's not the best. It's not going to be a Swarovski. It's not going to be a Collis in terms of light transmission and clarity, but it will beat both of them in durability, and it's lighter. And so I need adequate light, and durability. Lightweight, man. Dude, it's, it is the scope, it, 100%. Because it's more feature-friendly, too, specifically like on the exactness of the CDS dials you know, that Danny was using. And that I think it was on had. point. Did, did you have them so um, nice. engrave one for you and send you... The on the Model 70, yeah, for the yeah. 270, 130 grain ballistic silver tip, and it was... Well, maybe that's what we need to do, because... Dialed in. I, I mean, several of us shot okay, but did, it, it did was, you make more than one shot per animal in any I, I shot the Wildebeest twice. I fired two rounds with that, but... It's I, a but big it, animal. It, it went Tough down animal. with one, but it was still kicking, and yeah. so I put Here's, a second one in it. That, did, that was did, different, Okay, it did you ever track one. an animal in Africa? No. The answer's no. I don't think the so. The answer's uh, no. Not, not more than 50 yards, we'll say. Yeah. Okay. Most that, of them dropped. Okay, two, rookie. Two ran fifty yards. <laughs> that that's not. Yeah, that's yeah. not tracking. Yeah. That bless yeah. book. That bless yeah. book didn't. 
The blessed buck at 360, he, he dropped. The I mean, Impala 424. If I can throw a football that far, I mean, I mean the one from the last day. The Impala, yeah, and this is a 73-year-old rifle. The one, and the, the, the one you the, don't. The Impala so, still had grass in its mouth when I went up so, and grabbed it. Like, I mean, he, he, was, he was still eating. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, was, okay, we're, he we're dropped gonna, hard. Hey, we're going to get to that, and it's in here, so I'll skip it. But uh, let, let's go ahead. I mean, I, I've had a couple bourbons. I'm ready to cry. So um, Here we go. Oh, jeez, oh, dude. Do here we go. Should we take another question before we do this and prepare? Let's do it. One more. All right. Oh, God, what a great story. I'll fucking leave before I cry on this no, you podcast. Won't. No, you won't. Yeah, I'm right there with you, actually. You, you guys are bitches. Stay right there. Um, you start right. from the guy who's you, crying I will leave you in. I know, I'm crying right now just thinking about <laughs> it, man. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't have family, so to me it's... Um, all right, so boots, footwear for Africa. Courtney. is interesting. Courtney. Oh, those leather things, yeah. yeah. I, I, I wore the... Uh, what were they? The Renegades? <laughs> Oh, the yeah. Lola, yeah. The Croc. Lola Renegade GTS. Croc has Renegades? Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh. It's a strap Something on the different. Back. Lola Renegade GTX, one of the best boots ever made. They're fantastic. Yeah. A, a little what, warm. What company? Lola. L-O-W-A. Oh, Renegade Lola. I know GTX. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have put, it, on that continent, I've put hundreds of miles on them. Ray wore them. I didn't this time. Man, I was jealous when I saw it. How, how much are those boots, approximately? I think they're like 200 bucks. bucks. 250 okay. bucks. I, I put 100 I miles on them. So for a trip to Africa, that's free, basically. I put 100 miles on them before Africa and 100 miles on them, I don't know, probably since then. And they're still very comfortable. Is that what you would take back? 100%. Okay. What about you? What's so I, I had the same boots, too. Yeah, no issues. Of course yeah, you they, did. They were great. Of course you did. Yep. <laughs> all right. Mr. Murphy. I had a set of dinner boots. Different color. Uh, Relax. All right. You know, like, yeah, you need a set of footwear are good. I think if you put two more hunts on them, they blow out, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well made, but, you know. Yeah, Danner's good. That, that territory's hard on you, you know? Yeah. It Very. Was, it, it they was they perform well, though. Um, yeah, I like Danner's products you know, in general. We use them in the Marine Corps, so, I mean, like, they're good products, you know? Yeah. And for the price, you're not really going to. They are that. heavy. Yeah, a little heavy. These were actually really light. Some I new lineup. The, um, they were kind of like wearing sneakers, you know, tennis shoes. Okay. So they weren't bad. Um, you know, but I trust their quality, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's got a go. lot to do with it. Yeah. yeah. And when you get in some of the wet mountain environments, like when it rained, only, it only takes five minutes of rain. That hillside turns to just an ice skating rink. You know, stuff yes. kicks up in your boots or slide them down these hills. You know, that's what matters to me. Uh, otherwise, you know, walking flat ground is easy. Yeah, I think yeah. comfortable, lightweight, durable. Yeah. What about Waterproof. You, you said the the Courtney's? I just like yeah, I like them. They're just tough boots and they have great grip. Fancy. They're probably thousand bucks. No, they're but they're beautiful. Bucks. Honestly, I mean, as three hundred and fifty bucks as you warm, they oh, got nice. which more beautiful. Even after yeah. game scratch, I would no, say they'll that probably last a long time. Like yeah. it, that boot that Ray wore, the the lower Renegade GTX. Yeah. I've hunted more in that boot than any other boot. And really? Yeah, it's my favorite boot out there as far as like just comfortable, lightweight. Keep your feet dry. The ultimate, the ultimate do-it-all hunting boot. Lower Agreed. Renegade the, GTX. The Courtney's well, when it's dry. Well, yeah, Courtney, hey, just when, for durability and, and dry, dry weather. Yeah, yeah. So I want to give a shout wet. out. Okay, don't make me cut fucking mics up in here. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to give a shout out to Tactical Distributors. They hooked me up with the Ultima boot, which is cheap and expensive. But I had been during this time of year, and I'm a fat, miserable bastard do not want to be hot and they have uh the they sent me the ultima the maritime boot yeah the maritime it's only like 75 dollars, yeah. and if you use unpossible 15 <laughs> you get 15 percent off is that the pair of boots that you gave me while we were there you gave me a pair of them yeah, don't say like i gave it to you like i didn't no, want you, had I had you had two pairs you had two pairs yes no, so it's you, because you guys right. are best friends after sharing all those bonding memories. yeah we don't sleep in the same bed though. 
But yeah. um, but he had two <laughs> pairs of them. I was complimenting his boots. My my Courtney's got wet, and Kevin's Kevin was like, "Dude, I have an extra pair of these boots." And he gave me a pair, and I wore them, and they were awesome. With that being said, this was like the second third day of the hunt. And where's the bourbon? Can you guys bring that over here? One of y'all. Oh, Jesus. I, I actually just want to see you Wait. walk over there. Oh, I want to well, finish the goddamn story. Then <laughs> we take a break. A so, yeah. Um, I'll pour keep talking. I'm so sorry. anyway, I got, your boots. I, They're I, got, awesome. I got the boots. My feet didn't get hot. They were great. Mine lasted the entire hunt in terrible terrain. Lightweight. Lightweight. Yeah. And I could still skateboard in them. Yeah, flat. flat oh, they're flat. awesome. I liked them. And I thought Super my feet were going to hurt. They weren't going to be comfortable or something in the terrain. And they were great. And they were only 75 Thank bucks. Thank and you. I tell you what, when I go back in August, same boots. I'm wearing a set right now. Shit. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah. Mike, can I get How you are your more? socks at the end of the day, though? Like, were they soaking wet or were, like, were they drying out as you were No, hiking? because my man Ron Dan at Vertex, he sent me their uh, merino wool blend. There's also a blend, some synthetic something in there. Only socks I wear. And they sent me like 20 pairs, and I'm kind of a stingy bastard, so I only gave like eight pairs away at the office. And <laughs> everyone loves them. I gave them one pair, but I've got like 12 pairs. And that's what I took. Nice. No, my feet. And they have... Uh, a rubber insole in the ultimate, which a lot of people don't like initially. But what what I found with that, especially in this terrain, God bless you. Thank you. Um, what I found and why I like that, which it's weird to get used to because it's sticky. Your socks do not slip while right, you're hiking, correct. and yeah. that was awesome. So yeah. just take the time, get used to it, and if you still need more arch support, whatever, change the insoles. But if you don't have to, they were great, and you can wash them out. The I don't know, I don't really have stinky feet anyway, but. The boots, I'm really impressed with them. No, they're nice. And, I, uh, yeah, so and the sharp looking. Oh, yeah, especially for that price, too. Yeah, for the money, too. Yeah, How much Se- are they? They were, they're 75 bucks. retail. Yeah, and if you use Unpossible 15, you get 15% off. So, like, you, I don't know. What, what is, is that tactical what distributors? Tacticaldistributors.com. Our buddy Todd asked. Listen to Ray just the, helping the plug. The just man, pushing the plug all Always. The manliest dude we know. Uncle Those Todd. pictures of him, like, spearfishing yesterday. Legit. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, what kind of fish was that? Uh, African pompano. That's right. That is what he was doing? Yeah. Was he in Africa? No, he was Who not. Who is this? They just the Gulf Stream, man. over here. Yeah. all over the place. Todd Askins. Oh. Big ocean. Uh, Stud. They don't yeah. know where they're at. So he, he's one of the owners of Tactical Strips. He came here, did the podcast. He lives in Virginia Beach, but he and his buddy spearfish. And my man Todd, he uh, takes care of himself. He's he very fit. Mm. So he spearfishes it like, I don't know, fucking 200 feet. Deeper. Yeah, I'll show oh. you the I'll show you the pictures. The fish were like the size of him. It, oh, it, wow. it was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous, and I felt like such a wuss when I saw it. And there in the ocean, yeah, and the waves were on it. It was like stormy. Did it make like, you want to do it? Yeah, didn't yeah, it's awesome. We should do we yeah. should do a spearfishing trip. That should be the next thing we do. Oh, I don't Who think can I hold can their handle breath the squeals. We've got we've got a lobster mini season coming up in the keys nice. that we're doing. So oh, you oh, guys are right down I there. I can do that. Yeah. God, even in the shape I'm in, I can dive twenty feet and yeah. grab a lobster. Big whoop. Okay, let's do it. Let's right. do it. Average eight right. feet down there. It's shallow. Hell yeah! All right. So uh, anyone toasting to this one? Oh, am I toasting? What are we doing? Oh, here, I'll do it. Oh, oh, go doing. for it. Oh, or I could do it. I don't know that you should toast <laughs> He's like, oh, or I could. <laughs> yeah. All my bad ideas come when I've had one too many. Whoa. Okay, so. Oh, whoa, boy. Whoa, let's just. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, boy. No. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, wait, cheers wait, wait. Yeah. Let's hear it because then I might veto yeah. it. You cheers. I, I've got I, Actually, I think Ray needs this one. I was going to say, like, the veto power always belongs to Kevin. So here's what I'll say. Um, cheers to good friends. <sighs> cheers to good family. And cheers to you guys because you guys are the best of both. Oh, okay. Hold up, hold up, hold up. And and for what we're about to get into, 
Thank you, Danny's dad, for making this wonderful summer. Oh, 100%. Man. Thanks for looking out for us. Thank Cheers. you. Thank Cheers, you. Cheers, Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Mm. You, really, you really aced that, Ray. I didn't think. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I, you did. So honestly, I didn't know where that was going to go. <laughs> I didn't. Um, that's actually my courtroom technique is I appear to be a little too drunk for court. So I've and had a few Chardonnays. What of it? <laughs> what does it matter? Um, and then I surprise everybody. Yeah. Oh, what a wonderful fucking day. All right. <laughs> was, well, that, was that uh, Big Daddy over there? I just yes. Said, yes, it is. Big Daddy, the yeah. drunk on the uh, witness stand. He says, so I've had a few Chardonnays. What of it? Yeah, Nobody, <laughs> it, no better story. And I've, I've done. Oh, here, it is. I, oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Let's say I've done 150 trials. And that might be, <laughs> that's a ballpark number. Let's say I've done 150 trials. I've seen. <laughs> Me too. I, I've seen probably 300 <laughs> witnesses. And I'm just throwing out a number, which. Seems accurate. Um, no better witness story I've ever seen in movies or TV than Kevin's own story, which, you know, is probably not The booger? He, the booger is the literally the best story, and I've now shared it with people preparing for trial. Okay, so, so for the, my brethren who, you know... Appreciate get, Getting set up or fucked by the man, <laughs> and, you got, and you're going to be cross-examined. Let, let me give you a piece of advice. So... Generally, and uh, probably criminal, but definitely a civil trial. If you're in the right, they are the when you're cross-examined, opposing counsel is going to try to get you to attack them, lose your shit in court, get call them names, threaten them. They're dirtbags. You're dirtbags. You, you know who you are. We do. And um, so I used a little technique called the booger. Because... You know, I mean, I've been set up a couple times. And so I uh, ha- had this one. And th- this case was millions of dollars. And something more important, it involved my children. And so the guy, he's a total, extremely wealthy, successful, stereotypical asshole fucking attorney that you give him 50 grand cash for a retainer, and then he charges you $1,000 now. And uh, so I'm on the stand, and I've been there a couple times. Anyway, he's trying to get under my skin. And uh, so, I, so he's, he's, he's crossing a couple lines. But, you know, in court, because the judge is an attorney, and it's okay. But, you know, you say something, you're, you're like crazy. And so I like, you know, <clears throat> he's like, excuse me, do you have something to say, Mr. Brigham? You're the mama out of your breath. He's like, excuse and he gets really close. He's like, you want to say that the court can hear you? And I said, yeah, you got a booger. <laughs> and he lost his shit. He almost did a backflip, almost fell down, jerking away from me to go wipe his nose and blow his nose and everything. And it was, so then, it like I just screwed that. his whole rhythm it's up. Amazing. He's, yeah. he's like, got his script written out about how, you know, this one time I did this thing, I failed, you know, whatever, science in the third grade. He's like bringing up everything he can imagine. <laughs> Calling your mom names, but you got to stay cool. You get them close to you, and you're like, I'm trying, and I was like, I'm trying to help you out. I didn't want to like say it aloud. You got a booger. And that was it. I won. Game <laughs> over. Did Game you, over. Did you, hold on, but did you plan this out ahead of time just in case you had to No, no, no. Hold on. He was truthfully I mean? speaking, he was under oath. <laughs> this and, is, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was exactly <laughs> as it sounds. Put, yeah. him your, put him on your team. Who's asking? <laughs> put him on your team today. Dude, this is this is the rookie numbers. 
I went through, he's growing up, though. But you see how fast that was, though? Yeah, he's yeah. good. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was slick. That was he's good. your best interest in Thank you. Yeah, so that, that proves my, me, my man's I feel there. like we're going to learn a lot about Ray in this portion of the podcast. Absolutely. Hopefully not. All right, so. Not that sensitive. This trip, Danny's dad's rifle story. Oh, Good boy. Lord, we're going to all cry. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Oh, so, we'll try not to. So uh, tell us this, man. So, um, so getting it back a little bit, um, yeah. I was actually talking to my grandfather the other day, who's the one that actually originally bought the rifle. So in 1958. Pa. pa yeah, my pa. In 1958, he, um, he, was a, he owned an Italian restaurant in Bakersfield, California. And it was actually a super successful restaurant. NFL players, movie stars, everybody would come through, like, and they would just kind of breeze through, have their quiet little dinner, and move on, and they would show up. You know, they had like the regular schedule, yeah, yeah. so it was really cool. He had a very successful thing going on. This guy comes in, and he's carrying this rifle in his hand. He said, "He's he's like into hey. a restaurant, in, in the restaurant, which it's you like know, the this, 60s. Is, this is 1958, it's California." Like whatever. And he and he said, uh, and he, it turned out he was um he was actually went to high school with my grandfather. He comes in and he's like, Art, you know, he's like, I got a problem. Um, he's like, I need to pay my electric bill. And he's like, I need $100. He's like, I've got this rifle. He's like, would you give me $100 for it so I can pay my electric bill? And then he's like, when I get the money back, I'll give you $100 back for it. You know, be like a pawn. And he's like, sure, no problem. Yeah, that's fine. And I mean, it's absolutely beautiful rifle. And at that point, uh, I've like, never what, heard eight, this part eight years story. old or something. Yeah, I, I actually just learned it the other day because I try to get a little bit of background on like, you know, where exactly? Because, you know, over the years, you hear this, you hear that, but you never really get the true story. So I asked him. And um, so he got the rifle. Never saw the guy again. Guy never. He went to high school with this guy. He I knew got, him well. I got a Rolex the same <laughs> way. $500 long. $100. And right now, I don't know, Jason probably knows what the Model 70, the pre-64s go for in good condition. I'll that's not a cheap rifle. I'll give you $300 for it. Then, ooh, that's Negative. A, see? That's profit. Yours is, I don't know, seven, $1,600, $1,700. Right, oh, yeah. Wow. So $100, Amazing. yeah. I mean, pretty good investment there. Yeah. So, um, so either way, so he gets the rifle and he hunts with it quite a bit. Um, Your granddad does. My, my grandfather, yeah. yeah. And then by the time my dad was old enough to hunt, uh, my grandfather got another 270 from a pawn shop for himself, gave that one to my dad, and so that's what he had. So I, I want to say the rifle was like eight years old, somewhere around there at the time he bought it, and he's had it ever since. Um, so that was the rifle that my dad hunted with his entire life. So 1950, this rifle was built. Uh, like 48, I believe. If you check yeah, the serial a, number. I believe it was a transition gun. Yeah, it was yeah. in 1948. Yeah. Uh, based right. on Winchester's website, and you track the serial number, that's the yeah. number that I came okay. up with. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a 270, and he hunted with it his whole life. That was the only rifle that I ever saw him carry in the woods, and he pulled the trigger once, basically once a year, killed one deer, and he was good with that, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's basically the backstory on that. So you so, called me, though, about this gun and asked me yeah. if it was enough gun. Yeah, so, um, so my, my dad, he passed away in 2016, um, and suddenly, just a heart attack, and he basically, I hunted with him my whole life, um, so your granddad gives this rifle to your dad when he's young enough to hunt. Yeah, he so has he, it, has you. Yep, raises you, takes you hunting, takes yep. you hunting. Yep. That's yeah, yeah, his that, rifle. like when I first went hunting with him, that was the rifle that he, you know, he put in front of me. You know, so I mean, I was, you know, two seventy is pretty big for a kid yeah, starting out. You know, and it's like, like that's what we had. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was the the first first animals I took was with that rifle too. I mean, it was. Uh, I didn't like pulling the trigger on. I'll tell you that when I was yeah. a kid, like that thing terrified me. Um, steel butt plate, you know, it it it, it kicked. Um, but either way, so um, since then, I never touched it. Um, it's just kind of sat in the safe, didn't hunt with it, didn't do anything. Well, the, the one animal, 
he, he never got a chance to hunt Africa. And the one animal that he always talked about that he would actually cross the pond for and actually go over there and hunt was the Cape Kudu. That was like the one thing that he really wanted. Like my every hunting trip. Yeah, my, my grandfather had one um, in his garage in Tennessee. Uh, the, the original owner of the house left it there in the garage. So we had a Cape Kudu skull. Are in the serious? garage, yeah. So it was kind of cool. Like as a kid, I grew up like, what is that thing? You know, like with the big spiral yeah, horns I mean, on it. Is, so. It's one of the most beautiful. Yeah. So it was just ever. kind of one of those things. Like I always saw and like knew of, but I never knew what one looked like. Yeah, I knew it's, what a skull it's like horns the stereotypical like. African plains animal. Yeah. Those beautiful horns. Yeah, and so um, I'm sure that had kind of a part of you know my dad too, like wanting to get one, but um, he never got a chance to go over there and hunt one himself. And when the opportunity came to hook up with Field Ethos and y'all and go over to Africa, and the fact that, that was one of the animals to get. Um, I just thought that that would be super cool to bring that rifle and yeah. go over there and use that and, you know, kind of cross one off the list. Which is so random because before you contacted us about the Africa hunt, before I ever even put the invite out there, I'd put a lot of stuff out there about my love of the pre-64. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of, I knew that. Um, and that's kind of why I was like, you know what? This might resonate with him a little bit, J- even if it, the backstory doesn't. Like, he might at least believe in the rifle enough to, because the way I looked at it is 270 was on the light end of the spectrum, as far as big game in Africa. Because I, I I consider Kudu to be pretty big game. I mean, it's yeah, it 700 is. pound it's animal. A, that's a hefty it's animal. It's a big animal. Oh, it's yeah. a huge animal. You know, it's so like a horse with real pretty horns. For sure, yeah. <laughs> and everything over there is tougher. So even if people say, "Oh, I've shot elk with 270," well, you didn't shoot a Kudu. You know, like I just think of Kudu as being even tougher. So. I asked him, and I was like, listen, like, this is my idea. And granted, we haven't met at this time. You know, this is just over the phone. Like, hey, this is what I got going on. This is my idea. Am I crazy, or is this cool? And he's like, no. He's like, it is on the low end of the spectrum, but he's, it, is, it is definitely doable. And then he recommended putting the you know, higher magnification optic on there just because the chance of reaching out. Um, but he's like, no, like, shot placement's everything. If, if you can shoot it, it's, it'll, it'll do it. So um, I figured, all right, let's give this thing a shot. Which I thought so. was infinitely cool because, you know, for... For a long time, I've been preaching the pre-64 Winchester. I just think they're fantastic guns made by true Americans and um, just a piece of Americana. Yeah. And so this this guy that I haven't ever met before, when we put out that we were going to go to Africa, he's like, man, I want to come and I want to bring, you know, my dad passed away. I want to bring his pre-64 270. And I'm like, dude, this guy sounds like we would be friends just anyway. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, just regardless, it sounds like we would be friends. Um, and so, yeah, I, I said, pick the right bullet, 130 grain. I said, don't even do the 150. Yep. Um, you know, pick the 130 grain, something that it really groups tight and it'll do the job. And I'll be honest, what you did with that rifle over there, and you'll get into that from here on, but what you did with that rifle over there was like legendary. Phenomenal. Let me tell you, it, legendary. Great white hunter level. <laughs> let, <laughs> let, like, straight up legendary. Yeah, yeah. That was racist, what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what the fuck? Man? Yeah, seriously, right? It, um, but no, but but the truth is, is like, you really, um, you took your dad's rifle, and not only did you take your dad's rifle and be successful with it, like, you made that, like, you made people a believer in that yeah. rifle and that caliber. Ooh, yeah. It was incredible. I mean, uh, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, to me, this is like the brilliant part of adventure. Yeah. Like, we all are going to go. We know what we're going to do. We're going to have this fun. And then, like, one of the great stories of this entire trip is this deal with your dad and his gun. Yeah. Um, it, it worked out. It worked out really well. Um, I, I didn't think that it would work out quite that well. Um, but it, 
Let's talk about that's, okay. That's pretty awesome. Let's get specific then. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what the hell yeah, did you so do? Let's, let's hear it. Let's let's did hear the stats. The stats yeah. on the yeah. two seventy. Yeah. So incredible stats. Um, yeah. So before this hunt, um, as far as at an animal was concerned, to my knowledge, that that rifle hadn't been fired at an at anything further away than uh, maybe 120 yards. It was yep. probably the furthest away that my dad ever shot anything at. East Coast hunting. East Coast yeah. hunting. We just didn't don't reach out, you know. Um, so talking to talking to Jason, he's like, if you can be confident out to 500, you're going to really increase your chances of the kudu because that is not an easy animal to hunt. So um, I threw the VX6 HD off my Bergara on there with the CDS. I got one of those made because I never actually turned in the dial when I bought the scope, you know, because didn't need it with a 6.5. I was dead on with the Bergara. Like, it didn't, didn't seem necessary. So it ended up being great. I had that in the can, sent it out. They came back within two weeks. Good to go. Um, so like maybe two weeks before the trip, I went out to a thousand yard range and I was shooting it out to 500 really confidently. Like I, I was ringing like a 12 inch steel going out to 500. No problem. Just dialing. So I I, I, I based was on the shooting. He was confident. Yeah, yeah. I, I was confident. He's a like, Marine. He's if, a Marine, so he like understands the fundamentals of marksmanship. Yeah, yeah. So so prior not to like this, the like Air the, Force. But even <laughs> oh, <right>. Jay, <laughs> Jay, I don't appreciate don't what he just you. did to you. Well, I mean, even, even in the Marines, you know, like, like you know, we shot out to uh, out to six hundred. You know, was like the furthest I actually engaged like you know a target with an actual precision rifle in the Marines. Um, so so six hundred yard shooting. But they I they fly at, drones every day. <laughs> Got it. UAVs. Yep. Same um, Airbus does that too, but <laughs> so, um, but either way, so before the trip, I was confident to 500 with that rifle. Like I was like, you know what, this thing's actually a shooter. Like I'd never reached it out like that. Um, once we got there, I started with the fix. I dropped the first two animals with that, and then we went to the second area, and I started using the Model 70. And um, I got the first. The fallow deer was at 250. The first evening there, dropped it, and I was like, all right. Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah, first that's, night that's, we were there. Yeah, so that, that kind of bumped up the confidence. Did anyone a bit. scream at you in your ear right before you Should shot? Nope. Okay. It, it, it was a. It was or did a they scream at slow the Slow roll hunt. That it, makes it a difference. Nearly, yeah, that I does make Danny a difference. Was I had screaming time. at me mentally, like, "Don't come any closer. You're gonna blow this hunt." I had time. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't nearly as pressured as Kevin's fallow. Yeah, it was okay. Um, and then the second animal was the next day. Um, so what was the range on the first one? Like 250. 250. It was estima- an estimated yep. 250 because we didn't have the range fight at that <clears throat> time. The next day I had his bind. Single shot kill, correct? Yes. Yeah, yep. he, his, yeah. yeah he, he kind of, I, I hit him, his legs locked out, and he started like doing like the, the boat rocking, like yep. he was in the waves. Yep. And then he just kind of laid down and went to sleep. Like he didn't fall hard, he just went down. Yep. Like it was, it was the coolest thing to see. And then um, the next day... We had just gotten our truck stuck. We slid into a fence post, got hung up, had to have like 10 farmers oh, come over yeah. and push the Hilux off. dented his truck. Yeah, yeah he jacked A little bit more than hard. a dent. While it's stuck, Ray and I just go for a walk, and we're just sitting on termite mounds, and I'm about to take like a 600-yard shot on this blessed buck just because I'm frustrated. It was I'm like just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it. And Sean like walks halfway away, and then he hears me say like I'm gonna shoot, and then he turns around, and comes back, and he's like, "What are you shooting?" <laughs> and he's like, uh, "Maybe wait, you know, like uh, well, let's get this figured out first, you know." It's like too many things going on at once. So immediately after that, we get the uh, truck unstuck, and we see three Impala at like 424 yards because we actually had an accurate range on them. And um, I was able to lay prone on a termite mound and put one at 424 right into its neck, and he was lights out. Single shot kill. Single shot kill 424. Yep. That's a poke, man. Four twenty four. Yeah. That's no joke. Yeah, with a seventy three year old rifle, I, it was it was pretty awesome. That yeah. wood stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was very cool. When I watched the drop, I was like, all right, maybe this thing's like, all right, this thing's capable. Like now, my confidence is kind of like, all right, now let's go get this. 
Um, so, I, you know, after that, we got the, the Blessed Bucket 360. Uh, Murph was with me on that one, dropped that one. Single shot kill. Single shot, 360. He fell right off, right over the hill. Um, he went, he went Knocked actually, him off a cliff. He actually went hoofs no up. Deal. And at, at that moment, uh, my PH looked at me, and he's like, he's like that thing's the, the lightning bolt. And I was like, what? And he goes, that rifle. He's like, that's the lightning bolt. He's like, I've never seen animals here fall like that. He's like, especially, he's like, what caliber is that? Like, he kept asking me. He's like, it's 270. Like, what? Like, you know, because everybody shows up with, you know, 300 Win Mag Plus, yeah. and they're shooting them two, three times, you know, and these, these things are just literally, it's death, like long range death. They're just falling over. So it was, it was very cool. Like, I, I was feeling pretty good about it. Um, but again, the, the whole thing was I wanted the kudu, you know, like, and for days, for over a week, we were hunting days. this thing night and day, all day long, trying to find one. He gets a shot on one, um, and it's just like, it's just, it kept dragging on throughout the week, and it comes up before we knew our flight was canceled. This was our last evening, last hunt. It needs to happen right now. I was so excited our flight was canceled. It, 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 <laughs> it ended up working out. <laughs> yeah, that was A awesome. stressful moment turned into <laughs> Another a blessing couple days for of sure. Hunting. Not stressful for me at all. No, me neither. I was like, dude, let's hunt for a few more days and enjoy this. I got nowhere <laughs> I got to be. Yeah, I Ray's heard like, that you I missed trial. somebody. You know, I don't know. I did. You were gonna, yeah. You, you uh, was yeah. well. I'd just bring her over. That's that's what. His, that's what you kept saying. Her over. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. Happen. Yeah. I, I did miss her. I, I don't. I don't like. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, last day. Yeah. So la- last day. You know, and you know, I'm feeling pretty confident about the kudu, and I've pretty much checked everything off the list. The wildebeest, everything, um, and the kudu was like the last thing to get. You know, and it was like the one thing that I was like, of course, that's what I came here Always for. Like that's the one what I, thing. Um, and so. You know, the day's kind of dragging on, and it's not really happening. We know they're around, know, but we can't we, really we find them. We were all pumped for you, talking behind your back, like, oh, my God, my man's got to get a kudu. Like, it has on. to happen, right? So um, Ray, end up, Ray ends up actually splitting up with me that day um, because for two people to look for two kudu at one time together is very difficult. It's way easier to split up and, you know, divide and conquer. Yeah, the math works. So we, we tried to get it together at the same time. It didn't work out, so he ended up branching off with a different PH, and uh, I went with Sean. And um, Andrew Pringle was actually coming, the owner, he was actually coming down the highway from town and he saw a bunch of kudu in a field. He drives up to us. And he's like, listen, he's like, I just saw a bunch down here. We got to glass them up and try to put a stock on. So long story short, we end up trying to get a stock on. As soon as we're leaving, he tur- Andrew turns around. He's the last one through the gate with his truck, turns around um, to lock the gate and he sees a kudu bull running up the hill behind us. So he's whistling at us, and he's yelling at us to come back. So we're like, what in the world? Well, we're here, wait, we're here. wait, with that being said, the gate, so it's cattle and sheep, so it's a low fence, so a kudu yeah. steps over. So this is free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it, it was jump. like the, the only... Um, this is Africa. A field mouse can jump over a cattle fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Facts. it's not... It's, there's no yeah. high fences. No, it's just... No. It's just uh, it's the, free the range. Thing, sheep. Like, yeah. everything can jump over yeah. a Yeah, so a yeah, for the kudu, fence. it's absolutely nothing. Yeah, it'll keep a sheep in, but yeah, the kudu, giraffe, all that, they just walk right over the thing. Um, so he's locking up the cattle gate and he starts whistling our P our, uh, our tracker. We hear that, we hear that on the roof and we're like, we're like, all right, what the hell dude? Like we're, we're, tr- we're trying to make a move on these things. What do you see? Like this better be good. Cause lights fading. You know, it, it's like, we got 30 minutes before dark and, um, we turn around and Andrew's over there and he's just losing his mind. He's waving us back. He's like, come back. Come back. So we pile out of the truck. We run back there and he's trying to point at this kudu that's running up the hill. So I actually like. All the, the whole time I was there, I wanted to like spot and stock and all this, you know, and it's coming down to the wire. And then I end up, you know, off the roof of his uh, Land Cruiser, <laughs> you know, I end yeah. up like putting the bipod out like, there it is. So uh, he ends up about to crest the hill, turns broadside and looks back at me. And um, PH lasers him 252, 
dial up with him, get on him, fire one, and he ran like 50 yards downhill and piled up right there. So awesome. So yeah, we had we had enough enough light to take pictures. It, it was like it was 30 minutes before dark. So 5:30 roughly. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And, and yeah, simultaneously. Like two miles away, Ray was getting his kudu too at the same time, which was also super cool. With my man Murph. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, the whole time, you know, so I- I'm on cloud nine. Like, I got it done. This is awesome. Monster and kudu too. We, yeah. It was, it was, it was a beautiful. Both were studs. Beautiful kudu. Oh my yeah. God. Um, Ray's was super weird looking, like in a cool way. Like, was yours like, the one where no, 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 no? Like Ray's was like a super hourglass. Like. It was a figure eight, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just so cool looking. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I, I love. Want. I love like just those old character bulls. Yeah. Like that. Uh, yours, uh, yours was like what you're after for an his looked like a Harley Davidson yeah. that you'd ride all day. Yeah, yeah. I want. Yeah, um, yeah those totally. genetics. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was a beautiful animal. Well, earlier in the day, we heard that he had missed a kudu, and so we're already, recurring theme in Africa. We're already like, <laughs> oh my god, like another one. Like, like that was the first thought. We're like, dude, what is up? Like, what is going I on? Mean, with it's you? High so now we're feeling bad. And Gabe was with us, and he filmed the whole thing. And I, I can't thank him enough for being there because he caught like such an amazing moment for getting Miss, that kudu with Gabe. that rifle at that moment. Like it was, it was so cool. Rest in peace. Love you, Gabe. So, love you, Gabe. So yeah. Yeah. We're leaving the property, and he's kind of trying to talk me down. He's like, he's in the back seat, and he's like, Danny, you know, I know, like, you're really happy right now, and it is super cool what you just did. Like, it's awesome. But when we get back to camp, you know, if Ray missed that kudu, like, you got to try Again. to calm it down a little bit, you know, because, yeah. like, like, that's going to be Play hard it down me. a little. And so, and I'm, I'm like, dude, I was like, you're right. Like, 100%, you're right. So we meet up at the at the, the, the skating shed, but, 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 but at the same time, I was like, no, you're right. Like, I, I don't want to, like, rub it in his face, you know? So we get, back, we get back to the skin shed. Listen, it, it was a big deal for him to kill one too, you yeah. know. And like the, with the, the whole thing that went through all week with his fiasco. Bad luck. Yeah. So, uh, so we get to the skinning shed, and he doesn't want to tell me that he got one because he doesn't know, and I don't want to tell him that I got one because he doesn't know, you know. And so I'm like, like, uh, and then like at the same moment we're like, wow, right, we can't hold anymore. Like, dude, I got one. He's like, bro, I got one too. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, you know, it, it was just the coolest moment. We're like, like. The last minute of the last I day. Mean, so cool we made for it happen. both you guys yeah. and the yeah. story with your dad. Yep. Yeah, because, I mean, w- what you're referring to, it, you, you keep little John in him, is uh, <laughs> <laughs> that you... you <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What time? Oh. So, what uh, time? You put a shot on one. Yeah. yeah. Not a very good one. It wasn't Apparently. a good shot? Apparently. Apparently. Found a lot of blood. I thought it was a good, good shot, it. but crossed a boundary, and that was it earlier in the week. So it kind of depressed. Because it's, it, I mean, yeah, it is terrible. It's never fun if you. <laughs> no. But it does happen. <laughs> well, and here's what I'll say. This asshole. <laughs> so. <laughs> just the little John thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your fucking pip. What time? <laughs> what time no. was it? Well, but, so. You know, another part. Wait. No, God damn it, Rick. Sorry. Another part of the story, though. <laughs> um. So your PH, Sean, young fella, he lost his dad unexpectedly mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. huh? Yep. Yeah. God, yeah, yeah. Tear it's, jerking it's, video. Dude, I, ain't, I ain't watching that. Are you details. serious? So, so screw yeah. you guys. Yeah. Man, yeah, was, Gabe, and I will a, say, like, Gabe captured, to me, he ca- yeah. when you run up to that kudu and you give Andrew this big hug, like, there's, there's that awkward confusion of whether it's going to be a high five or a hug, and you come in for the real thing. Yeah. And, like... Everyone turns around and like, I hate hunting shows. I hate them. Yeah. And I hate the setup of when they walk up to the animal. Yeah. But this was just like super genuine. You freaking out. You run up. You give Andrew this huge hug. And it's like, to me, it's hard to watch, dude. Yeah. Like, Jess, yeah, Jess watched it and she's like, 
is he crying? I was like, yeah. Jess, I don't know if he's crying or yeah. not. You're not even supposed to be watching this. Mind yeah. your own business. Like, <laughs> no, was, that's because Jason know? was crying. He couldn't it, see shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't I know, seen Jess. Until this morning, yeah. and I couldn't finish watching it. You're tearing up right now. I am. No, dude, no, it, you're it, tearing it, it up was, right now. It was real. So it was like it was one of those things that like the the story in and of itself. Like when you told me about you bringing your dad's rifle over and doing this stuff, it was like it, it catches you in the feels big yeah. time, right? And then you so want it great. to, and then you want it to go good. And it did. Like you just absolutely like rock start it with your dad's rifle. And then the kudu was the one thing that you wanted. And I know. Like, so the whole time we're like, oh shit, what is going on? Like, Why aren't honestly, they finding any kudu? It got down to the wire and know, we didn't know if you were gonna get <laughs> it, dude. By this point, I believe Kevin had shot three. <laughs> so <laughs> you know he's like, dude, they're yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Like, grow up. <laughs> like, but it's it's a unicorn. What do you mean you can't hey, hey, I tripped on one when I left the house today. <laughs> there was a there was a lot of talk in our truck about like, dude. Man, Danny has to get this kudu. Like yeah. everybody was rooting you on for yeah. it. Like it was a yeah. big deal to everybody on the trip. Yeah, yeah we were so, so worried it wouldn't happen. Yeah, and when yeah, you so, got it, it was yeah. like it was emotional for all of us. Yeah. But it was like, man, it, it was the perfect end to a trip. But yeah. it is, yeah. isn't that like that? That's what hunting is about. Yeah, you know, hunting. I mean, to me, just any adventure, but certainly hunting. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody so being there for everybody you, else too. Like even yeah. when Gabe shot his, you know, like I killed mine, Gabe killed his, and then we like, I kid you not. We celebrated, took pictures, put them in the truck, and we're like, "All right, Danny's got to get his." Like, your video, we didn't come got, back and say anything. It was like, "Hey, Danny's got to get his." When you got that in Yala, though, you it was it was your first big animal yeah, with a, a rifle, deal. and and yeah. you know you can see it in your face too. You're like, like the, it's a moment yeah. that you can't replicate. Like, but even then, you know, dude, when that. we got back to the bar at the end of the day, it wasn't just us saying, "Hey, Danny, hope he gets yours tomorrow." That wasn't just at the bar. This was like conversations in their truck, conversations yeah, in our truck. Yeah, what do we so do when, to like, make sure we get, get Danny on one? Like, we were like, "Hey, tell them to look here. Tell them to look here." Yeah, without wow. saying it, because yeah, you're going to feel a, bad not yeah. wanting yeah, to do we that. Wanted, when yeah. when Mike like when it was, he really wanted a zebra. That was like super high on his list. It's a fun animal to hunt. Great animal to eat in camp. It was and it was high on his list, and like. He told me before we went over that was one thing he really wanted to do. I got to be with him when he did it, yeah. and when we found his zebra, oh, he, we we cheered from the top he, of the mountain. We he saw looked it at fall me. And you guys didn't know, dude. Mike looked at me and he's like, "Dude, I just want to say thank you so much." And we looked at each yeah. other, made eye contact, and I was like, "Leave me alone, Mike!" Like, <laughs> and just like, just uh, yeah. it, it was emotional, man. It was a big thing, and it wasn't just the animal; it, it was, was everything. It was like a you. big it was, thing. It, it was, was like me going over there, my job, the job that I'm in, trying to prove yeah. my worth. You know, the yeah. fact that I don't, you know, you don't see me in this industry a lot of times. Yeah, like that. it was a lot of stuff. So there yeah. was a lot of stuff going on, man. But everybody's cheering everybody on is a big deal. It wasn't just guys going to shoot shit and hang out. When you get you a know? bunch of dudes in in a camp, and and everybody, I, I won't call them agendas. It's not an agenda. It is everyone has their idea of what they hope their safari will be like. And it's not an agenda. It's just like they have their dream of what it would be like because they've thought about it a million times. They didn't know if they were ever, ever even going to make it happen. Dude, go. So it's a big deal. Just, like, just go with an open mind and a positive attitude. Yeah, well, you go with an open it. mind. But it's like don't. it's a huge deal for people because most people dream about this. And don't make and it you happen. should you right. should dream about it you should do it you shouldn't wait until you're you old shouldn't. but you shouldn't you have shouldn't unrealistic wait expectations you can no, afford but it. most people I mean, most go. people don't take that leap of faith to do it yeah right and so when you get into camp with people and it's their first time and like it's somebody who's like always wanted to do it their dad talked about shooting a kudu with this rifle mm-hmm. and that like that was his dream and it was so cool that dream was so cool that it became your dream right. like. 
That is, to me, that is safari hunting. It is something that's like, it is not, safari hunting, if you call it hunting, to me, that's not doing it justice. It's an adventure. It's a straight up adventure. It's it's an adventure that like is, involves hunting. But like you go with people and it's like their first time going over there and you just watch them like, because I remember my first time going over and it was like. I had been dreaming about this since I was a little kid. Like it, to me, right. it was like this huge deal. Oh, yeah. And it never that that feeling Mutual never goes away. Of Omaha. Yep. Yeah, that, that <laughs> seeing those animals, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, man, I gotta go over there and shoot some shit. And, and, and that's the thing, though. Like, like you, you were just super uh, successful over there with the amount of species you shot. Everybody, you know, everybody. But but you know, got, got like tons realistically, of animals, but you still want to go back. You would go, you you'd go back like, as soon as you got home. You'd, you'd turn around, dude. And go back. I, I did mean, you feel I'm like going, when you were there? Did you go? I can't believe I'm here. Every single Every day. day. Multiple times a day. I, I would stop and like just like, you know, you get so involved in, in the task at hand and you're like, I need to find this kudu. I need to find this animal. I need to find this. Like, we got to do this. We got to do that. But then like, I would have to take myself out Every now and then, and just like pull out the phone, not to text, not to call, because they didn't have service. It was take a picture and sit there and like just try to like remember this moment. Like, just like, just look at what I'm looking at, you know? Like, yeah, every look morning. Look at where I am right I, now. I woke up. Because there's so oh. much to just take in everywhere you look. And it's easy, you know, you kind of go internal a little bit when, you know, it's hot and it's a long day and you've been up since 4 30 and you're not seeing any animals, nothing's moving, it's raining now. And then you're just sitting there in the truck waiting for something to move and you're like, all right, this is stupid. You know? When I when I came back from Africa the first time in 2005, January of 2005, somebody was like, what, describe Africa. And I was like, it's like someone took a filter off of the world. And like you were seeing things without some kind of filter that you've always had. And everything was just like unadulterated, like uh, just an experience without, without your normal everyday filter on it. Would yep. you guys, or did you feel that way? 100%. And since I've been back from Africa, everybody I work with is like, there's something different about you. And, and just the way I look at everything, I mean, friendship, you know, you guys, I mean, for me, it's like, other than my wife and my family, the utmost importance to me is, is making sure like I spend time with Danny, I spend time with you guys. And, and normally it would be the opposite. Normally I'd be like, I've got to take care of work first. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just been a total shift in perspective. Yeah, yeah that, that's cool. Like, I don't think you can wait, man, before you no. know it. You, no. like, that is a good old. perspective That's on exactly it. it. It actually changed. And, you know, it, it's so funny. Like, when I was trying to... I actually... I, I, in one of the several articles that I might be in the middle of writing for, for Jason <laughs> here, because, like, I went so many different directions with it, I can't, like, make it into one. Um, one of the things that I was thinking of is when I was trying to justify... Because it's, it's A, a lot of time for this trip. You know, we were gone for like 17, 18 days. That's a long time to be away yeah. from family, work, everything. You're gone. You're literally on the other side of the world. And we went longer money. than most people go. We, we do. You know, you can do it in, in less time, but I knew it was going to be at least 12. You know, like yeah. we were going to be gone for at least two weeks. Yeah. So, you know, we got, it, we got extended a bit, but we, we were going to be gone for a minute. And then the cost, money-wise, you know, like yeah. well, while it's an incredible value to hunt, if you look at it from that perspective, it's still not a, a cheap thing to do, you know. No. It, it's not. I'm not saying it's not worth it by any means. It's 100% worth it, but it is a lot of money. So I'm trying to justify it in my own mind. Like, all right, this is a lot of time, a lot of money. This is a big thing. So while talking to people and just like explaining, like trying to explain field ethos and cue and like the whole story, and everyone's like, dude, that's a once in a lifetime hunt. That's a once in a lifetime hunt. And like whether I was talking to someone who 
is a lifetime hunter or someone who had never hunted before or someone had no idea who field ethos or Q or whatever, never met me. I'm at work. I'm like talking with anybody who will listen to me. And I'm like, just, hey, like, I got this thing going on and I can't stop thinking about it. You know, like, what do you think? Like, yeah, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. You got to go. So I keep, I keep like reeling that around in my mind, like once in a lifetime. And, and then I'm sitting there in Africa, like, this is a once in a lifetime thing. Like, and all we're talking about is going back. The whole time <laughs> we're there, all we're so, talking about is going back. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime hunt, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, but all we're talking about is next time. And then that got me rolling into, like, the, like, every hunt is once-in-a-lifetime. There, there, there's no, like, it's, it's kind of hard to, like, kind of yeah, talk can't, about. Yeah, you honestly. can't replicate it. When it's exactly. Even if you're hunting this, your backyard right here in the same stand you've hunted in every single year for 10 years for the same species, a white-tailed deer, and, you, you know, you see the same squirrel every year you're out there, that is still a once-in-a-lifetime hunt because the people that you're with, the, the memories you share in camp, the meals you eat, the jokes you tell, the things you see, the you know the laughs, like all that stuff, you're never going to get that again. It is going to change next time. We, yeah, we had a lot of things come together yeah. that, that made it special. And the uh, people are not forever. Everyone here has hunted with someone that isn't here anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's every single hunt is once-in-a-lifetime. So I've talked to people since then, and they're like, wow, like how are you going to hunt deer again after hunting a kudu? Like, how are you going to go back to that? And I was. Like, I mean, you appreciate every, that experience because the same every way. hunt is once in a lifetime. That's right. And hey. if you look at it that way, like you, you won't be bored in a deer stand ever again. Well, Good lord, well, we could. We, I mean, that's I know, a we, mic we drop. Got, we got to right stop there. this. But <laughs> I've, 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 I didn't mean to get that deep. But like, damn, that, damn. that, that damn. is how heavy that hunt was. So for me. a once in a lifetime event. Yeah, it was a so cha- life changing. I, I killed um, twenty one different animals. We were there. So Jason seen it. Seen it. Seen it. Jason and I together, just the the tandem here was... uh, The man can shoot. Probably like, uh, what, 33, 34, 35 animals? A bunch of them. I have killed a lot of animals, but never... Danny <laughs> shot a fucking cow while we were there. Like, a boa. Like, a like, cow. like cattle. Yes. So turn this around. What a story. What I, heard, I heard it was a we come into camp. Talk about bringing some levity into the conversation. Yeah. We, we, we come into camp, last light, and I'm like, it's hanging up. It's black. And I'm like, somebody <laughs> shot a fucking Cape Buffalo without us? It was God, legal. Dang it. Yeah, so it's, so so what happened? So just your we got, typical me, just your typical dairy. Our cow. flight got canceled coming <laughs> no, no, no. out. It was a bull. Le- less than twenty four hours notice. It's uh, a bit sirloin. Uh, it was, uh, just a sirloin. KLM Dutch Royal Airlines decides to email yeah, us fuck those individually, guys. almost like, like these, these, yeah. these fuckers. Yeah, them them people. KLM. They <laughs> do you have um, a KLM pin? What the always just fucking throw that out. So either way, they decide to tell us our flight's canceled with like twenty two hours notice, and we have no rebooking options. Sorry for your luck. Thanks for flying with us. You guys panicked so much. So I was so happy. We got, well, we got <laughs> shoddy Wi-Fi at best, no cell service. How are we going to do it? And you guys are over here like, whatever, I'll stay here all day. I don't give a shit. Like, all <laughs> month. No, no, no. Like, not all day. Yeah. All month. Kevin's yeah. like, I'll just fly everybody here that I care about. Yeah. He's like, no whatever. Deal. He's like, I'll just bring in people here. Yeah, it's only like, two I'll people. I'll keep killing shit. Easy. And I'm like... I yeah. mean, like half I gotta go back to work. You were talking about half to do. Kevin and I were making. Jay was on the list. Kevin and I were making long term plans. So, yeah. Yeah. we're trying to get You're fired, like, but you guys like fuck it. Shit. I'm, yeah. I'm building a lodge over there. Danny and I are trying, like, like, trying to keep our jobs, but <laughs> Kevin's like, yeah, Murph, I'm, I'm talking to Kevin, and I'm like, Kevin, if I cuss Delta out, will that add another two weeks on? Yeah. Like, no, so the next day, so, the owner takes me up the mountain to this place he wants to build, like a VIP lodge. Buffalo. He's like, you can build a lodge right here. And I'm like, I'm going to start living here for three months out of the year. Like, I, yeah. you guys Yes, can, please. Whatever. I'll take whiskey. So, <laughs> <laughs> you don't need whiskey. I haven't made enough bad decisions. So, um, 
so either way, um, so our flight gets canceled, and this is just a testament to Andrew Pringle and Crusader. Like, he was so cool about the whole thing. He's like, listen, I don't have any hunters coming in for a few days. He's like, I understand. He's like, stuff happens, and he's so accommodating. And I, I swear he would be like this for anybody else that showed up. I, I, it yeah. was not just because Kevin's who he was or Jason's who he is. It, it, it was this is who he is. It and is. he's like, hang out as long as you want, Thanks. shoot some coal animals, drink beer, you know, shoot some one horns, some females, you know, just like hang out, enjoy yourselves, we'll get it worked out. He ended up putting us Good up more. in this Thank beach house down in Port Elizabeth. Like he above and beyond that for nothing else, you know that if you go there, you are going to get hooked up. Like Yeah, it cost us it cost us no more money, and we got to keep hunting. <laughs> it cost us, yeah. It, he, he didn't charge yeah. us anymore. And, what and a like, great dude. And no he, pressure. He really did, yeah. He, he came through in a big way. So there, Wait, wait. What did we miss? That we, His, we just got Jason's back for about half that story. Uh, <laughs> and do, by back, he means... Do, who's this rear idiot? Doing a shot Which with Ray. Like Subaru out doing a shot with Ray directly out of the bottle. That's what we got. Dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, I, I, I used the bottle. To, I poured his glass, and then I used the bottle to cheers oh, his glass. Man. I don't know why I thought Two you fingers. guys could maybe pan the camera to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> do you see any panners in this here? This is There's not no a professional organization. Okay, I don't know. It's called I thought, you're in a fucking onesie. Who Good are you Lord. called? I thought there was a chance you guys yeah, could have Jay. From Target. Right. Classy. So, I right. thought you, there's a chance so you guys could have sh- Jay cheers yeah. somebody. Cheers, the, the whole, yeah. Ended up. Sorry, guys. Got the opportunity. Uh, I'm not a professional. <laughs> Go ahead. Got the opportunity to hang out a couple more days, and one of the things we had to do to pay for our Top extra secret. time there, our extra secret Black Ops mission was to uh, take out a, quote, feral bull from a neighboring farm. Mm. He had syphilis. Ke- Ke- Kevin will explain. Mm. They, they, they basically get in. Allegedly. Yeah, syphilis. so the ranch we're on, they have sheep, and they have beef eaters, and they're certified. And beef masters, yeah. Is that what it is? Beef yeah, masters. Beef eaters, that's a different <laughs> thing. Beef eaters. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. You're throwing me off, right? So, yeah, beef masters. But beef master, yeah. Uh, they, I don't know. They have something that requires certification. It's so, a beef master. So the neighbor yeah. is a South African redneck, basically, who has, he buys cattle <laughs> and he just lets them free roam for like 10 years and goes around them up and sells them. And so one of those jump the fence. So like happens every year when some cows, that they, they go and heat, he has a bull jump the fence. And yeah, they come in so spread they call disease the with yeah. syphilis. Yeah, so yeah, they'll, they'll come in. You were explaining that they, they'll actually... Right, can somebody cut Ray off? <laughs> Well, the disease they allegedly right? come in and abort fetuses from the cows, right? Because yeah. it's, it's that bad. Like yeah. it'll ruin your entire. So they, they had to do that. So he comes up and he's like, "Hey, listen, like we need to take out this bull." I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'm in. Like, I got nothing better to do. I'm here for another two days. Let's do this." So we go up this whole mountain. End up, this thing was like 1,200 pounds. It, it was an absolute Bigger. unit. When I of saw a cow. it hanging, thought it was a Cape Buffalo. Yeah. So yeah, they, no one has any idea we're doing this at the time. And not I, even Gabe. We're, we're Gabe was up on the top of the mountain. He's like, "What are we doing here?" Yeah, Gabe was like, "Are you taking up here to kill me?" Like he's like, <laughs> he's like, "Are you mad?" Like he was like so concerned because we're going on this. this but Danny and I know. God, I miss Gabe. Oh man, such yeah, a good guy. Miss Love you, you buddy. Miss you, Gabe. So, Love you. You're my best friend. So we get to the top, find the cows, guy. find the bull, and the 270 absolutely annihilated this thing. Like it has everything. Yeah, else. we'll like, post the video if the, you're the okay. The video is great. The little in tiny the clip dome. was absolutely right awesome. in the air, dead as a doornail. Yeah, Bam. 1200 pounds. So we end up we, we 
four of us loaded in the back of the Hilux, which was not easy at all. Oh, and for the terrible. record, I'm not sure we're entirely supposed to talk about this. Hold on. One, Maybe we'll edit it out some It was absolutely legal. It. it was trespassing on private property, which uh, is a crime. Yeah, yeah. In, Why in don't we let the Africans Africa. sort that out? In so Texas. Number two. When did you pass the South African bar? <laughs> exactly. All right. Okay. We got it. You so shut up. We got to move on. Yeah, sorry. Run out of time. Hey, God damn it. I'm in charge. Let's not cut the video in of him killing that guy. Sorry, Kev. Oh, I have rayisms. Oh, that's the next one. Yes. What American food like Chinese? Like he asked for a, Okay, Ray, stop talking. Sorry. So he asked. <laughs> he asked our um, our, uh, the Crusaders, Sean, for uh, he wanted American food, and we, we were like 30, 45 minutes from the nearest town. He's like, they have American food there. He's like, well, yeah. What, what do you mean American food? He's like, <laughs> like. Chinese. I was so like, American food like China. Okay, so that was done. Stop talking. Sorry. And then the next thing he said to me was, <laughs> "We were looking." He's like, "We're looking for a landmark on the land." Which is that's like, well, that's why it's called a fucking landmark. All right, you don't need to say it over again. So that's one thing. Uh, oh, so okay. So here's some other things. A bino harness you should use if yeah. you go on the chest. Yeah. That's cool. Two hundred meter zero. Yeah. I, I would even say 308, whatever, definitely 6.5, yeah. and uh, do some high-angle shooting because you're going to need to know that. And you can 100%. be like, hey, And be doubles. prepared for the fact that targets are going to be moving. Jeez, it happens. Do you don't shoot moving targets, Raymond. Yeah. They do really run. Far moving. Remember, <sighs> guy. Oh, no. remember no, no, no. guy being no. hung oh, over. Man. No. Oh, man. Oh, I'm fairly certain you That's guys tried to kill me. guy. Yes, no, I was no, in bed at ten no. o'clock. You guys no, were no, up no. at four. The next nope. day, nope. he almost died. That night, he was remember. having a great time. I was let me let me that. take charge Toby of this. Keith? One for almost a died. We told him not to go that morning. Let me take charge of this for Toby a second. Keith? We had a big night. Huge. Kevin and I told Guy not to come with us the next morning. <laughs> we told him to chill out. Guy would not listen. We all had we had a great time the night before. Guy came guy up on the mountain with me. Kevin and Mike because he's a soldier and because he is a soldier a straight up Rhodesian stud stud. and so he came up there to the top of the mountain with us and I shot across a canyon to a very very old water butt did you hear it and it fucked off right down the mountain (laughs) I I sent him end over end down a cliff and I mean, a truly old, old warrior. And thank we were just God like, he stunned. stopped on that ledge. Dude, that would have been God. the worst Because he was going to go down another 1,000 feet if, oh, if he didn't. Been so a long day we for watched us. him stop. And we knew Guy was in he, he was in trouble. He stayed up with you young guys till like 4 yeah. in the morning. He's like 62. Guy, he was like 3.30. If, if he was to doing say karaoke, it, Toby Keith. Toby Keith. Songs Toby Keith. And he, he told us the next day, he drank like 14 different kinds of alcohol. If oh, yeah, I was going to say it in a yeah, nice yeah. way, I would say that Guy's liver was in crisis. Yes. And we yeah. took him with us anyway. He needed and some so hangover we here. took him up on top of the mountain. And when I shot that water buck, it rolled down. Well, we no. It cartwheeled like a hundred car- yeah. miles an it hour. It cartwheels down down a cliff. So we go around to where where I shot him. We start hiking down to it. Guy does not come down. And guy's filming. Yeah. At this point, he does not come down. We go down there. That was amazing. You knew he was about to die if he didn't go with. Because this went was everywhere. Like one of the guy, last this dude days. is hard. That dude charging. was hard. He yeah. was hard. Yeah. So we go down. Like we get back up to the Land Cruiser, and guy goes. 
I said, Guy, are you okay? Because he was very pale. I said, are you okay? And he said, I just need another Coke, and I'll come right just now. I'll come right just now. Yeah. It, which means uh, I'll be okay in just a minute. I think it we'll, means. We'll and I said, I said, guy, <laughs> I said, guy, you do not look good, man. And he like, goes, white. well, I did have some blood in my vomit. Honestly, Coca-Cola and I said, is not the answer. Guy, <laughs> did you throw up blood? And he was like, I did. And I was like, we're going to take you home at lunch, and you're not coming hunting with us this afternoon. And then we proceeded to chase Red Lechway around, or excuse me, uh, Red Hartebeast around, and not take him directly home, which was hilarious to me personally. Every, time, medical, we, every time we stopped the truck, you just knew he was just in the back. And every time you fucking, asked him how he was doing, his response was, Coming right wrong. I'm going to come right I'm gonna come right just now. Well, speaking of that, that's where, so Guy is where we get the cheers, buggers. Cheers, buggers. Um, so I did box art last night, and so what I think we should do is, so this is Guy. This is probably the day before the uh, incident there, Jay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so awesome. Does he look like a good time? He looks like He's a drinking time. Lion South African Lager, yeah. also known as uh, number 17 because it says Lion. Yeah. Turned upside down, it's like uh, NO17. Yeah. Um, so this is from a picture or video Jason took of him. So I think we all... Because I'm sure everyone that buys our products watches this podcast. Um, 100%. I, well, I already signed it. You guys sign it. Somebody's going to get this one. I, don't, I love that one because I love Guy. Whoever gets this, oh, you just, better just frame me you, that buddy. Thing. Just that guy yeah, I, I would pay and like don't, 500 don't bucks be a pussy. for this yeah. That guy's a legend. Yeah. You so, are lucky. Um, here you go. So you guys all... I'll sign this and uh, Jesus Christ. Mike and I are just cut over that here. man off. Mike and I are just over here pounding bourbon. Uh, no. so sign that, pass it around. Finishing a bottle by ourselves. That's well, all. all right, wait. Oh, you know this was a radism, which we're generally way better than the rayisms of. Listen, uh, I want some American food like Chinese. Yeah, yeah. So when Rad said this was the poacher story, he no says pants. I told him his fortune. I was like, the fuck's that mean? He says. He read my palm and woke up next week. <laughs> so that's a pretty good thing. Like, you're going to tell someone good. their fortune? Like, shut the fuck up. I'm going to tell you your fortune. When you palm somebody. You got to cup them, man. You cup them. You Cupping. Cup them right that's the, the thing. Because you got to cup. You get yeah. them right in the air. It, like, Oof. apparently, Jay, that takes out the equilibrium yeah, and people are fucked. Oh, Fuck uh, ears. <laughs> Mike and Jason. Hey, remember when Rad honked that horn? Like, oh. He was always on us. Like, fucking be quiet. Stop giggling. No, what dude. are you, a bunch of schoolgirls? Stop making noise. We're fucking hunting. And he's he like, is, be like, quiet. Turns around and honk no, no, the no, fucking no. horn. <laughs> let me, let me like, show the camera what Rad does when he gets mad. Oh, right? fuck so, great. so he goes, he'll do this. Let me turn, like, we're walking this way. <laughs> we're walking this way. And I'm going to show you the face he makes when you step on a pebble. He gets that pissed if you make a sound, right? If you step on a twig, Rad is so mad. We are getting ready to get out, and Rad... Like, what were we Rad, on? What animal were we on? I think on, it was right? a fallow deer for you or something. Oh, it's probably why it took it to like the a, last day because Rad honked deal. the horn and, at it. And we like, we're getting ready to get out. Rad's like shuffling through the front driver's seat and bop, hits the horn. <laughs> and like the animal looks at us and is like, I'll go ahead and fuck off now. Like, <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. And we're like, it dude, was... for like 10 days, you've been 
a real asshole about us making tiny bits of noise. Any noise. You just oh. honk the horn. That was so and great. And that animal to the stratosphere. That, that was, was rad. That That's was that so great. flexibility that you need when you're in Africa. You just need to know. You need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> or on podcast. Yep. Um, <laughs> Jason, remember our Remember day. the day of slay. Uh, there was one day where me and Kevin, and mainly Kevin, Jesus. went out and just... And this is like every safari I've been on, there's always one day where everything comes together. And it's, it's that one day that if PETA saw what we did... You wouldn't even be able to fly into the continent. Mm. Just absolutely perfection of hunting. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, yeah. What, what, like, no one else shot anything would, that day. Would and you we rolled say, in with like eight or nine animals. Would you say that was an efficient day? I would say it was more than efficient. Like, Kevin and I, Kevin and I, like, there were days where we didn't shoot anything. Mm-hmm. Not many, but there were days no, where we weren't. didn't shoot anything. We just rode around talking, like, no, looking weren't. for stuff. And then there was one day where you and I just absolutely loaded the Land Cruiser down. We couldn't put anything else in the you truck. You could not fit another animal on the back of the Land Cruiser. Mm-hmm. But and, and and here's the thing: like everybody can say what the fuck they want to say about hunting in Africa, and you guys are shooting like it, it. Just the optics are always going to be bad. Like you guys hunted in Africa, you shot endangered shit because 100%. it's on that continent. Yeah. Right. The reality is, it's like nothing goes to waste. Like everything, even the intestines, everything like gets used. So when you see this picture of this Land Cruiser like climbing up over this hill and it's riding on its axles because we absolutely just waylaid everything. I mean, like spring, like Springbuck, uh, bless Buck. I think yeah. the comment that was made when you pulled in the um, camp was, "Yeah, we can't post that picture. <laughs> <laughs> we can never, we can never show this picture because Kevin and I just absolutely racked up one yeah, day. Yeah, you know, it was like a some, very opportunistic day." day. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> and the other thing, just death from the nothing yeah. but the bottom of the net. Yeah. That's all. You yeah. Know. Yeah. The other thing is that, like, what we did in Africa preserves a lot of the other animals. No, it know? does. It does. Like that provides for the care for the other animals. I'm God, this animals. reminds me of Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> just when I was like writing you off, I think you I come think, back and say listen, something. Man, I'll be honest with you. Oh, I think Ray needs to talk more, not less. More. <laughs> we fund more. the animals being yeah. kept there and surviving, and otherwise there'd be yeah, cows. And, and the people. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Pringle family has a hundred employees. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah those animals. South Africans. Like yeah. they've been there since the founding of Port Elizabeth. That's wild. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's well, crazy. that's why every farmer in there says Pringle. All right, oh, so here are some more, not Rayisms, but radisms. Hyena sunrise. Ray, do you remember what that means? Yeah, my wife really appreciates that one. <laughs> um, so it's important that in the early morning that you take proper care of your woman. Uh, sometimes no, that means it, facing her the opposite direction. No, it has no, nothing that, to do with it. Actually, uh, it's like when you pardon? take a girl home when you've had too many drinks and you wake up. And Let she me tell like you something. That was this the, that, just became my favorite podcast <laughs> ever. <laughs> sometimes that means facing the opposite direction. Listen, that I'm is some health so, class 101 oh, 69 shit. shit right there. <laughs> All right, Coyote green athlete. grab. We, we, <laughs> we covered that. Jay, where were you on the commentary right there? I'm. Ray's got Jay's it. all about the cream. Yeah, Jay, you <laughs> haven't said shit, and that was a lob. No, like, I'm letting Ray. Jay is actually. Ray Jay. should not be talking right now. Jay, Jay that was yeah. the opportunity Anybody. for you to come in hot right Jay's now. Jay's actually still right now. Jay, so uh, one day, <laughs> Rad said, <laughs> Ray's throat's rougher than a goat's knees. <laughs> How did he know that? <laughs> and those goats are tough. Yeah. 
So, hey, hey, Mike, you remember uh, Red's Road Rage? <laughs> Jesus Honestly, Christ. the stories we heard, terrible. We started videoing. Well, we asked him a question after the Road Rage incident to get him going again, and then the camera's rolling. It those, was always gold. Those always poor gold. old ladies, they'll never Seriously. look at drivers the same. Uh, Love Red. Miss you, yeah. Red. Miss yeah. you, Jeff He's Jay. the greatest. I know. Rad's fantastic. Should we try one more time? Oh, yeah, I think we should try to call yes, him please. one more time. Yep. I do think that Jay... Uh, oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. We got Rad. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, shit. It's an erection. Put him on speaker. Uh, <laughs> wait. Put him on the microphone. Dude, why, why are you not on video so I can see your sweet face? Because I've got... Oh, it's my last night with the clients here, and I've got shitty Wi-Fi, and I'm busy mm-hmm. getting shit-faced around the fire because it's been 12 days of fucking slaying. Well, tell him to fuck off. This is a proper like, podcast. So we're, we're here. Ray is very shit-faced. Danny's being awesome. Oh, no. And we're here um, yeah, also with Mike and Jason. Love you, man. Love you. Love you, Rad. Miss you, buddy. Big time. Hey, can't wait to see you guys again soon. We've got to knock something down. Oh, God, we're going to do it. What have you been shooting? What, what have you been shooting with these losers since we weren't there? Well, these guys actually have shot like absolute machines. Oh, yeah. They've, uh, we've, I mean, we we have not lost an animal. We have uh, piled up a bunch of shit, and there have been shots from forty yards right up to seven hundred and seventy yards. Ooh. Mike Murphy knows who they are. And, uh, oh, I, I do. I do know who they are, actually. Really. Yeah, so you having a good time? Guys can shoot. Let me tell you. Nice. I'm fucking looking forward to getting you guys back out there soon. Did Mike train them how to shoot? Mike knows the guy that trained them how to shoot. Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out to my predecessor. He he knows. He knows who they are. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So how you been, man? It's been good. All good this side. I'm glad to be busy and I'm grateful. And uh, yeah, I'm just freaking amped up. The season seems to be getting better and better. And I've seen a few emails from Andrew and Jason's coming back out again. You coming back out again. So I'm freaking amped up and ready to do, to get rolling. Yeah, we right. just we just did a three hour podcast. Yeah. Well, thank you, man. We we just wrapped up like a three hour podcast, and I think you are probably a good third of it. <laughs> we we told the story about the crane grip with your balls. Oh no, you didn't. Yeah, we totally did. Um, which we could edit it out if necessary. No, fuck no, I don't give a shit about that. You got to be who you are. And- if people don't accept you for who you are, what you've done, and what's happened in your life, well, then fuck them. That's what I um, say. Crusader Safaris. Yeah. Crusader <laughs> Safaris. That's, right. that, that's the motto of Crusader <laughs> Safaris. Official tagline. Yeah, well, dude, we miss you. Drone flights, and shoot that fucking fellow. Those were the three major stories. Those are the you know. three main points of the whole podcast. <laughs> shoot that fucking fellow down. Shoot that fucking fellow down. <laughs> Like he was there. That was so great. Um, yeah. So yeah, we can't oh, get. We, we can't wait to get back out there and see you, man. Rad. So hope you we are. miss you. Um, we'll see you oh, over there soon. Well, I hope everyone there is having an epic time and they're drinking free booze from all the guys that uh, 
try to jump the queue and uh, market on Instagram and everything else that you do that's illegal. What's up on the podcast? Oh, you fucker. Uh, how's Guy doing? Uh, oh, Guy, he's doing well. Yeah, he's probably drinking a beer somewhere. Having <laughs> a good time. Yeah. Cheers, buggers. Yeah, cheers, uh, buggers. All right. Well, well dude, yeah, we miss you. We'll see you soon. Several times. Oh, I- Absolutely. We'll stay in touch. And you guys keep safe. Then you send me photographs of when you go and shoot your double, and I want to see the grouping. Okay. Yeah, I'm sitting here staring at it. It's, it's going to be tight. It's going to yeah, be tight, yeah. not like Ray. <laughs> if, you, if you do get a fucking right, you reload Woodley Solids and Woodley Softs. Woodley Solids will be your man to help you regulate. All right, dude. Yeah. All right, well, I'll see you in, I don't know, like six weeks. Me and yeah, you both. Yeah, straight. Looking forward to it. It's going to be epic. Tell them I'll see them too. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be me and Jason. Yeah, and Jason, we're going we're gonna to whack out that 8 6. Well, you guys can whack each other. I'm going to be shooting. <laughs> <laughs>